I whirled to grab my phone from the counter. Something had broken into my house, and I, I needed to report it. But when I turned back, phone in hand, the footprint was... It was gone. The rumpled doormat was spread smooth. The doorknob no longer showed any signs of forced entry. The only lingering trace of what I had seen was the rich smell of dirt and hair and dung, which, even as I noted it, seemed to gather itself up and fizzle on out. So I put the phone down. This was, uh, this was not a calling the police problem. This was uh, a something is wrong with me problem. Or maybe even I... Maybe um, a something is deeply supernaturally wrong problem. Pacing back and forth, I sifted through the situations. It all started with that tape, the see you in hell tape. In, in hindsight, I don't know how I thought a, a cassette tape could could cause all this, but but I was beyond thinking rationally. I knew I had to get rid of it. I stormed back into the living room and grabbed the cassette out of the player, fingers crooked and ready to unspool that magnetic tape. But before I could disembowel it, I started to sweat. A lot. One instant I felt normal, the next I was overheated, drenched in sweat panning for breath. I felt my body lurching toward the ground. Hot, humid breaths exploding out of my lungs. The room started to blur and whiten around me. I felt the tape leave my hands and I saw it. Dark shape. Compact yet hulking, muscular, blanketed in scraggly hair. A placid yet fierce expression engraved beneath a rocky brow. Long, gangly arms, uncanny fingers. Silently, it hopped up onto the table, holding the cassette, picked up the tape player, turning it over and over, inspecting it. And slotted in the tape, glued to the floor by the weight of my limbs, bleeding out a puddle of sweat onto the carpet. I watched as one of its black, knobbly fingers stabbed the play button, and spiraling away into soupy unconsciousness, I heard that analog hiss start back up again and a single reverberating vocalization that sounded a little bit like a laugh. <laughs> Keep that part in, it's important. Monster Crazy! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the scariest month of the year, October. And mm-hmm. here we are on Monster Crazy. I am your host. Oh, I didn't think of a... Uh, God, what's a... Uh, k- k- 
Capuchin uh, Cameron. Capuchin Cameron, and I'm Kimpanzee Kai. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, here could be Chai too instead. So chimpan chimpanzee Chai, maybe Chim- it would chimpanzee work. Chimpanzee Chai, all right, or Kairangatang. Yeah, there's got to be a better monkey than a capuchin that starts with a C, but I'm not going to sit around and think about it because that kind of stuff doesn't matter to me. No. But that's right. Today's episode is about chimpanzees, and we had we had a wonderful time recording with uh, Austin from Gorilla Radio Show, um, who knew a lot about chimpanzees, and uh, I think it was it's a perfect thing to bring to episode 53, which of see you in hell if you haven't heard yet the show is ending we got two more after this one Mm -hmm. we got the next one after this uh is going to be ghosts yeah so stay tuned for that um but i guess for now just sit back relax crack open a tickle me elmo and crack open a banana Crack open a banana and a cup of Xanax tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You'll, yeah, uh, and enjoy the 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 monkey ride. See you on the flip side. Unexpectedly, only a few yards ahead of me, I saw a black shape hunched up on the ground with its back to me. I hunched down onto the ground myself. The chimp hadn't seen me. For a few minutes, there was silence, save for the pattering of the rain, and then. I heard a slight rustle and a soft hoo to my right. Slowly, I turned my head, but saw nothing in the thick undergrowth. When I looked back, the black shape that had been in front of me had vanished. Then came a sound from above. I looked up and there saw a large male directly overhead. It was Goliath. He stared down at me with his lips tensed and he very slightly shook a branch. I looked away, for a prolonged stare can be interpreted as a threat. I heard another rustle to my left, and when I looked, I could just make out the black shape of a chimp behind a tangle of vines. Ahead, I saw two eyes staring toward me and a large black hand gripping a hanging liana. Another soft hoo, this time from behind. I was surrounded. Well, 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 well. Here we are um, with Austin from Gorilla Radio Show. Uh, hey. who, would it be fair to call you a primatologist? Um, I'd like to think I'm a primatologist. Uh, I mean, I'm in grad school studying primates. Um, I don't know. I mean, anthropologists tend to be very stingy about, you know, who they award titles to, but I'd like to call myself one. Well, okay. You will be one. You are one. You you are a primatologist (laughs) now. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. We're very excited to talk to you about chimps and you work with chimps too. Yeah, so actually, I used to work with chimps in a sanctuary. Right now, I'm actually studying lemurs, which is a bit less scary, but uh, I I did have plenty of experience up close with chimps, more than many would like, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the nitty-gritty details of your experiences with them, but were you ever, like, around them? when they were not restrained or in a cage, <laughs> like, were you like in the same room as a chimp ever? So the way that the sanctuary I was at had it worked out was basically that there were like, the enclosure had multiple sections with like huge, like metal grates in fences between them. And there's this uh, automatic metal door 
that would just like close and latch and stuff. So basically, if you could convince the chimps to go into a different room, you could close that room off uh, and like seal it basically and walk in and then clean up after the chimps. And the chimps would be on the other side of the grate just like looking at you, uh, but they couldn't really like reach in and grab you necessarily. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um. <laughs> they, they could do other things, but usually no grabbing happened. Uh, I had, I don't know if this is a good time for a story, but I did have a chimp, uh, since they had access to the outside as well, they have a little outdoor enclosure. Um, one of them brought a rock in from outside and like threw it at my head when I, when I had my back turned, oh my uh, he missed, but I, but yeah, no, he, so he he almost hit me, but we're good. <laughs> do you think he was just like? Do you think he was being aggressive, or was he just like doing stuff and seeing what would happen? Um, I find that like I think it's partially that chimps can really take like a massive beating from each other, and I think maybe they don't understand how fragile we are compared to them. Uh, sure. Because uh, humans have like this genetic defect that other great apes don't really have, where they can recover from a gaping wound like pretty quickly. Um, I've seen chimps like bite the tips of each other's toes off and it just grows back. Wow. Uh, very, <laughs> very gnarly stuff. Um, but yeah, humans don't really have that. We're much slower healers. That uh, could be a variety of reasons for that. But I think maybe they just don't expect us to be as fragile as we are. Um, but also I think they just get like, bored and learn that we can't really uh strike back against them yeah for you're not allowed to, to throw the rock <laughs> yeah. back yeah i'm not allowed to retaliate um so i think they just uh get their kicks from you know tormenting yeah i guess that's that what i would so, do too if i lived in a cage as i might throw yeah. some rocks around just so to see I, what's up i um i just finished reading in the shadow of man by, by Jane Goodall, and sorry to everyone who listened to the end of last episode, and I said that I, it was a 60-page book. I don't know where I read that. It wasn't. It was just a, it was just a normal-length book. Um, but I, but your, the story with The Rock reminds me of a quote from this, which uh, I want to see if it lines up with your experience, but it's just, chimpanzees usually show a lack of consideration for each other's feelings, which in some ways may represent the deepest part of the gulf between them and us. I'm wondering if, if you think that it seems like they're not very good at being considerate of each other's feelings. Um, it's really hard because one of the things that is like a ongoing debate is whether it's good or bad to try to like, you know, anthropomorphize and get in a chimpanzee's head like sure. this because they could have an entirely different set of like social relations to each other that we can't really comprehend exactly. Mm. But um, then there's also the Japanese school of primatology, which in insists that the best way to understand a chimpanzee is to like think like a chimpanzee basically uh, and like purposely try to interpret uh, their actions that way. But I think honestly, um, I think chimps are empathetic to an extent. Um, they, they mourn, they've been shown to mourn when another chimpanzee dies. They have uh, sort of pseudo funeral rights, um, funerary rights, I guess, uh, and usually the same sort of like, there's a similar sort of social structure where, um, you know, they, they won't just kill you for no reason. Exactly. Uh, like if, 
if a chimp is killing another chimp, it's most of the time, I feel like it's maybe uh, a really corrupt alpha chimp, for lack of a better word, or whoever the head honcho is in a given moment. Um, typically, they get like pretty brutally beaten and sometimes killed when they're ousted from their position on the social hierarchy. Um, and that, I think, speaks to um, a couple of things. But honestly, I think a better example might actually be with capuchins, um, where capuchins, uh, Franz de Waal, the guy who wrote Chimpanzee Politics, uh, he's pretty well respected, last time I checked. Uh, he did an experiment where he gave... Uh, he had two capuchins complete the same task side by side, uh, and he gave one like a little peanut for doing the task and the other a grape for doing the same task. And the other capuchin that got the peanut got like really fucking pissed off and started like <laughs> throwing things and like <laughs> shaking the cage. Um, is, is a grape uh, like more valuable to a capuchin than a bigger, peanut? Man. It's, it's bigger, man. It's like a, five times bigger at least. Well, like a, sing- a, peanut, a, a peanut in the shell and a grape are like the same size. Okay, well, you're not thinking about the edibleness of a peanut's shell. Yeah, well, they're not either. I bet a grape is tastier than a peanut, just in general. I, actually, you know what? You're right. A, a grape's sweet. Yeah. It's like a candy. Yeah. A peanut's uh, tasty if you got a hundred of them, maybe. And you mash them together and add sugar and yeah. whatever else you do to I'm make gonna it I'm going to do the same experiment butter. with the capuchin. I'm give one one of the capuchins 100 peanuts and the other one 99 peanuts. <laughs> see, if it, <laughs> see if it still gets mad. I um, wanna, Cameron, when I, when I visit, I want to run this experiment with you and me just with the peanut and the grape. Yeah. And see, <laughs> see, see, see what happens doing the experiment on ourselves. Yeah, see, see what happens with us. Um, but uh, no, that, that's really interesting. So sorry, wh- wh- where were you... Uh, where were you going with the the, the capuchins being? Oh uh, yeah, so the sense they, of fairness. They, I feel like they definitely have a sense of fairness, and in that case, it's probably like selfishly motivated. Um, mm. But I believe in another study, they sort of tested this with chimpanzees with the unequal reward. I don't remember exactly what happened, um, but it's it's still very much up in the air, just because we really can't be in their heads and we can't know if they're exhibiting certain behaviors because you know they have a inherent sense of like justice or empathy but generally speaking they're not very nice to each other uh, yeah sure. yeah i guess you it know, just I, is it is so crazy to see a creature that looks maybe the most like us that a creature can look without being us and have to step back and think okay even though i even though this looks like me i have to it is. It has to be an alien, or else I'm gonna be like barking up the wrong tree. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. hard to not try and ascribe well, emotions I mean, and motivations also, in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Bef- before we get too in the weeds, um, because we usually start off by describing what what these guys are like. Um, a good segue here is just that they are very similar looking to us, and and also very si- similar acting, and. That's because they are they are our closest living relative, uh, sharing some ninety eight point eight percent of our our genetic sequencing. I th- I think is the correct term for why we're why we're that si- that similar. I don't know. Is is it our genetic sequencing that's that similar? Uh, uh. Yeah, just generally speaking, the we just use the shorthand. You know, they share ninety eight point six, ninety eight point eight. I I don't even remember the exact number because. <laughs> it's honestly, I, I feel like I don't focus on the exact numbers of the DNA because 
even though it sounds like such a small difference, it makes like such a big like difference in actuality that um, I don't know. It it is. I think that's close enough though. So yeah. <laughs> It's so yeah we share a ton of DNA with them. Um, also, so their uh, their scientific name is pantroglodyte, um, yeah. which uh, in in Latin cave um, dweller right something cave dweller. Yeah, it's it, pan means all and and uh, troglodyte means cave dwelling. Um, chimpanzees don't live in caves. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. They live in the jungle. They like trees. They, yeah. yeah, they live in the jungle. Um, they do look like they might live in caves, though. So I feel like yeah. if you saw, like, maybe not, like, scientifically, but imagine you have no knowledge of them and you see one, you might think, hey, that thing probably probably <laughs> lives that in a cave. That thing looks like it would be in I a would, cave. Yeah, I believe <laughs> yeah. that that lived in a cave, for sure. Um but the the name chimpanzee comes from uh, I don't know how to pronounce it Vili V I L I it's it's a language spoken in the Congo um, and from it comes from the word uh, si mpenze, uh which means mock man um, wow which that is um, more descriptive more accurate than uh, all cave dwelling yeah um, so that that's a little bit of background then also just for those of you who don't know I mean I think. Probably anyone listening to this podcast has a better idea of what a chimp is than a lot of people. I would I would imagine, um, but they are a great ape. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the five, uh, the five the the five greats of the apes being uh, us orangutans, bonobos, Bono- yeah, bono- bonobos or bon- actually, you're a perfect person to ask, Austin. Is it bonobo or bonobo? Uh. It's bonobo, but also I, I feel like people don't really care about pronunciation that much. Like I, I hear people using a bunch of different pronunciations for macaque. So, but yeah, I mean, we usually say bonobo. <laughs> okay, bonobo, um, which are a lot like chim- they look a lot like chimpanzees, but a little bit less yeah. robust, and they're a lot nicer, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Gorillas like versus gnomes. Yeah, they're like yeah. doors versus gnomes. <laughs> and then wait, did I list all of them? Chimps. Chimps, gorillas, orangutans, bonobos, and humans, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the five. Gibbons are also an ape, but they're, they're like a lesser. lesser ape. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not lesser they're, in my heart. But no. no g- gibbons are incredible. I love gibbons. And also, gibbons. The, 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 the thing that separates, for, for, you, for you primate heads, the thing that separates an ape from a monkey, because I think people want to it's just call... It's simpler than you think. It's very simple. It's the simplest thing. It's If it has a tail, it's yep. a monkey. That's and one of my favorite. Tail, that's an an one of my favorite little facts to drop on somebody who ha- who's never had a an ape or monkey obsession is just be like, well, you know what the difference is, right? It's just the tail, because it seems yeah. like it should be some kind of crazy thing. I feel like, but it's really just a tail. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. easiest thing in the world to tell them. There apart. is one exception. Huh? <laughs> really, oh. uh, the Barbary macaque does not have a tail. It's still a monkey, and we used to call it the Barbary ape because we used to think it was an ape, but. No, it's just a macaque that doesn't really have a tail. So yeah, wow, it's a little fun. Wow. Oh, there's only one exception, so it still works. <laughs> yeah, there's, and there's there's probably a lot of monkeys, right? Yeah, there's I don't know how many there are at the top of my head, but there's a whole lot out there. <laughs> wow. Um, All I know chimps, about monkeys is there's new world monkeys and there's old world monkeys, but I don't even know what that means. Actually, yeah, Austin, do you know what that means? Yeah, so. Um, anthropologists being like the 
you know, sort of more like, I guess, progressive of scientists have decided to move away from those terms recently for something a lot more confusing. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, old world monkeys we now call caterines, uh, and new world monkeys we now call platyrines. Um, basically, the difference between <laughs> <Okay>. that is, <laughs> and uh, the sort of taxon below that that encompasses both of them is called uh, haplorine. So it's very confusing. I still use old world and new world because it's less confusing. Uh, basically, uh, the old world monkeys are basically everything that lives in Africa and Asia, including uh, apes. So it's technically not just monkeys. It includes apes. Um, and new world monkeys are anything that is in South or Central America. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's none yeah. naturally occurring in North America, but there, there's an invasive population of macaques in Florida, which is always Whoa. fun. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. I wonder if uh, as climate change progresses and things are getting warmer further north, if maybe one day even in... Yeah, we'll get some Even skunk in, apes. We'll get a situation yeah. like the lantern flies in New York where they're like, if you see a rhesus monkey jumping around, you have to kill it immediately <laughs> because it's in Yeah. Yeah. Bring your baseball I mean, honestly, it's not even a bad idea because this is also a fun thing. Uh, all macaques carry a herpes virus. Um, it's not like the herpes that we get. It's called herpes B, and it's got a 70% mortality rate. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. It, like, flares up when they're stressed, um, and they, I guess, have reason to believe that the ones in Florida are very stressed. So, you know, <laughs> stay away from those guys. Holy That's shit. crazy. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Um, I guess, so, uh, other stuff just about chimps in general. So, they're, they're one of the great apes, um, and I guess they would be an old world monkey. Um, yeah. And they, their average standing height is 4'11". Um, though I think there's quite a bit pathetic. of variability. <laughs> yeah, but not so pathetic when you consider their immense strength, Cameron. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> their average weight for adult males is between 88 and 154 pounds. And then, but there are some exceptional measurements that I saw. Um, some chimps have been recorded to be up to 5'6 on two legs and 300 pounds in captivity, but the 300 pounds in captivity, I, I have to imagine, is just a very obese uh, ape. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> entirely just like ape yeah. obesity. That's not like, that's uh, not can like, can you cool imagine shredded. being 5'6 and 300 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> that's a chimpanzee. <laughs> that, that's just a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the 300 pounds was also five, the 56 and 300 pounds of muscle though. That would be that'd be kind of cool. You might be able to take on a 411 chimp. Um I also so Austin, do you know the I so chimps are a great deal stronger than than people. Uh like b both as far as their ability to take hits and also their ability to rend the the physical environment. Um do you do you know like have do you have any way to I don't know, quantify how, how much stronger they are? Um, I think I, I tried to calculate it at some point, but there's, there's too many variables to like have like a real like empirical number for it. But uh, I guess the main difference is they have a lot more fast twitch muscle fibers, meaning they can swing faster. And their uh, muscles and their bones just in general are, in their arm at least, are a lot longer so it's sort of like a, a wrench where if you get like a really long wrench, it's mm. exerting more force on the end. Uh, so just like uh, in terms of anatomy, they can just exert more force. Um, uh, 
they can also run like 26 miles an hour and they love to tackle. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very powerful hit no matter what, just because of the pure physics of it. Are they levers and stuff when they run, are they running like on all fours? Uh, max speed, I would imagine is all fours, but they do like occasionally run on two legs. Just, uh, I guess when they feel like it, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. When they run on two legs, I don't know that I've seen that. Do they do the thing that Gibbons do where they kind of like their front ar- – their, not their front arms. I guess just their arms. Their arms are kind of like up. And like where do they put their arms when they run? They usually just like sort of swing them really awkwardly, sort of like huh. at an angle away from them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. They, it would be funny if they ran with their arms over their head, but I don't, I don't think I've seen <laughs> That's that. That's what one it does when it's trying to the... scare you. He goes, Um, Then average lifespan is less than 15 years in the wild. Oh, I Um, had no idea. I think that 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 might be, that's not just because of like their, their ability to live a certain length. I think it's just that living in the jungle is, is hard. It's tough. Um, Well, yeah. yeah, So I I would imagine, yeah, they're, they probably live a lot longer in captivity then, right? Yeah. Yeah. The oldest, the oldest in captivity has has been recorded at over seventy. Wow! And um, like some chimps in the wild, it's, although it's exceptional, um, can can live to be like sixty. Mm-hmm. So like, also, uh, I was reading that if they make it to twelve, the chances that they live like another fifteen years is, are are a lot higher. So it's like I don't know. I think that there's some some barrier to entry. I think if you're like an an old high socially rank like high social ranking strong chimp you're the chances that you're you're gonna live are a lot higher than a lot more certain than if you are like a four-year-old whose mom died yeah you know yeah Um, definitely so yeah i guess it's variable but the so i don't really know what average lifespan really means um but what what are chimps biggest predators in the wild what's eating them um i don't i feel like they don't really have that many natural predators, but uh, let me double check. I mean, I'd imagine like I feel like uh, they're probably getting killed by like big cats and snakes. Yeah, and big stuff, cats right? is what I'd assume. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to say the wrong cat though. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay, know, the African leopard it looks like is the most common. Uh, apparently, African rock pythons as well. I didn't even know that. <laughs> but wow. also, I think more than either of those is just humans because. Uh, people hunt chimps for bushmeat occasionally, uh, uh-huh. or occasionally enough that it's a significant source of predation. That's nuts. I, I honestly didn't know that there was a market for people to, like, eat chimps. It's usually not, like, something that's sought after. Uh, like, typically, it's only done out of desperation, but given mm. the circumstances of a lot of people in you know, Tanzania and surrounding areas, it's, there's, there's more of a market for it because things are just so dire around them. Sure. Uh, but yeah. I have to imagine chimp doesn't taste incredible. No, it's, it's not like particularly good or nutritious, but it's high in protein. So, you know, it's, you got to make do when, when you can. Sure. I wonder um, if chimps ever kill leopards. <laughs> I don't think they do. Like, I, not yeah. that I know of. That's what I but like. They, I, yeah, there just yeah. has there's something crazy to about our. I mean, I yeah, it, it's just such a uh, humans have a, such a crazy position of we don't really have stuff that generally regularly eats us. Um, 
that in the sense that a chimp does and i am just imagining a chimp overcoming and they all work together and they kill the leopard and they <laughs> build a house or something i don't know i'd be willing oh sorry <laughs> uh, uh i was just gonna say i bet that so- somewhere along the line in the hundreds of thousands of or millions of chimps that have lived and died that somewhere along the line must have uh, happened uh, it must have happened they must have killed it at some point yeah <laughs> i just need it on Chim- video <laughs> They do sort of work together to hunt smaller monkeys. This has been like routinely observed and they'll like sharpen sticks and poke it to death basically. It's it's very human like in that sense as well. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to dive into the esoteric immediately. I'm ready. Do you think that chimps are ready to enter the stone age? Do you think it will happen uh, soon? Scientifically speaking, no, but like in terms of like what I want, I think it'd be really cool and funny. <laughs> I want it so bad. I want it to happen in my lifetime. I want chimps to get to the Bronze Age. I want there to be two sentient spe- species with civilization coexisting on Earth, and I want it to be humans I want them and chimps. To be smelting copper ingots. Exactly. Oh yeah. my God. Can you imagine? That is, that's the best. Yeah. Oh. They, um, there is some populations of chimps in the wild that have sort of figured out how to use stones uh, to open up nuts basically as a tool, but not all the chimp groups have figured this out. It's just a matter of if a chimp sees another chimp doing it, then they'll start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't really spread to everyone yet, but either way, it would take millions of years. And the the great apes besides us generally took like a massively different evolutionary path where they sort of focus their metabolism on you know their body staying strong and whereas humans more or less just focused on scaling up our brains as much as possible mm-hmm. um but you know there's a lot more nuance to that than just that but definitely uh, they also use uh sticks to go fishing in termite mounds but yeah a lot of animals do tool use though so it's it's not that cool i guess <laughs> <laughs> it'd be cool if they did tool use to make a tool to do tool, tool use, you know, yeah. like yeah, I, there was they were I don't think they do that. A, no, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. I, don't I think remember. They do either. I remember reading about termite fishing when I was a kid, like when I was probably in like elementary school, like reading about how uh, apes could fish and being like, "Oh my god, they can fish!" Like just them and not understanding what termite <laughs> fishing was. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit! I didn't know that. Head. Yeah, <laughs> sitting back, I, I leaning back that. with his legs crossed <laughs> on the side of the river. I think it's funny, like in. In, in the Shadow of Man, Jane Goodall was describing that the way that chimps termite fish is they stick, you know, a, a piece of straw or whatever in into a termite mound, and then all of the termites grab on, and then they pull it out and they eat it. And what's making? Why do the termites grab onto it? I, it that seems like <laughs> they, they they shouldn't they shouldn't grab They're it. bugs, man. They're dumb. Yeah, bugs are just stupid. And termites like wood. Maybe, yeah. Okay, maybe they're just thinking. Like, I guess they're not thinking, but you know, maybe here we go. Maybe they're just. It's there. There's some kind of feeling that it's. uh, You know, they're 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 being territorial. They're attacking something, invading their their nest. Yeah, maybe that that is. I bet. That that seems like the most likely thing to me. That yeah, they're like, come on, let's swarm this this finger, this skinny finger. (laughs) um another thing uh, this is a little bit uh we were talking about this a little bit earlier but you know Austin, you're talking about like the real caution in science to to not anthropomorphize and that 
I didn't know that there's a Japanese school of thought that's like you should try to anthropomorphize as much as possible if you want to learn <laughs> yeah. about something. Um, but I think it's interesting to be so cautious of anthropomorphism in an animal that is like, you know, 98.9% or 98.6, 98.8, whatever, an insane, an insanely high percentage um, similar to humans. Like, that seems like it feels silly to me to not, anth- like, to not anthropomorphize yeah, something that no, I that definitely close. understand that. It's like, I guess where it goes wrong is there's so many, like, interesting behaviors that we could overlook by assuming that they're trying to do something that we do. Um, sure. Uh, there's, I mean, there's plenty of examples of experiments where people try to teach chimps to talk. Um, I think French colonists... Uh, tried to civilize the chimpanzees when they first got to Africa, which is insane. Uh, but I, I think that might have just been one like weird little experiment. But I do remember reading about that at some point. But basically, like any attempts to get chimps to like act more like humans has gone like horribly wrong because there are a couple of like crucial differences. Like they they just don't have the capacity for language and you know other other things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess what, yeah, what, did, how do chimps communicate with each other? I, or do we know much about the, about, like, so obviously they don't use language in the way that we understand it, but how are they, yeah, how are they communicating with each other? Yeah, they use a lot of physical gestures, like they'll uh, sort of tilt their chin at one another as a greeting, which um, is kind of funny. Uh, they'll, um, it, it's mostly physical gestures, like they'll run up and like tap another on the shoulder as a sign of reassurance. Um, if they're from at a distance, they can, you know, sort of, they sort of do this like wrist limping motion, but it's, it's, it's hard to describe exactly what it is without showing it. But, uh, in terms of vocalizations, it's usually just for like establishing auditory contact with another chimp or for use in displays. Like they, they like to scream real loud to show everyone that they're really big and strong um, and, uh, it, it's really like physical communication with like vocalization sort of modifying it or like adding context for the chimps. Basically, sure. Like if they're, if they're grooming another chimp, they'll do these sort of like low grunts. Um, sometimes they'll make up new vocalizations in captivity that don't really make any sense. Like, um, a lot of the chimpanzees at the place I worked at, like to blow raspberries, uh, make sort of like <laughs> fart noises. Um, but there wasn't really any reason for that. They just do it habitually, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see a lot of, a lot. that's a lot, like a lot of the people who have ch- like pet chimps on Instagram, or not pet chimps, but you know, yeah, I, I'm sure you know the, the videos. I mean, I think it's the, the uh, fuck, what's his name? He was in Tiger King. There's one guy who has the, the two chimps. Um, do you know uh, what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, I, I think... I don't want to say the wrong zoo name, but it's, I think it's in Miami. Uh, I think you, yeah, I think you might be right. Um, but anyway, I feel like those, I feel like those, like those types of videos, I feel like I always see those chimps doing the raspberries and doing like weird noises. <laughs> like yeah. a, a, a lot of just like inhale, outhale, inhale, yeah. outhale as like a noise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Myrtle Beach Safari. <laughs> that's is what the one. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that it. is the one. Yeah, I remember they did one video where they took a baby chimp to Chipotle. 
<laughs> Absurd. Yeah. Like I, uh, a, yeah. It's so ridiculous. They, they feed the chimps Chipotle all the time. And there's yeah, one video where they have like, a, they chip have, like, and, like a baby carriage, I think. Uh, and the, all the Chipotle workers are like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'd be so fucking pissed off if I was a Chipotle worker and somebody brought a chimp <laughs> to my restaurant. <laughs> like, bro, I want to kill myself already. <laughs> yeah the uh the myrtle beach safari chimps are i think they're still like really young like babies almost um so they're they're more or less calm like they're you know there's sort of like the saying oh chimps are cute as babies and then when they become adults it's when they get scary but even now i think the babies are like i don't want to i don't want to speculate too much but personally i think they're sort of on a lot of sedatives because uh the way that they act, it seems like they start to get excited in some videos and then just like taper off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they do. They have a really, lot of videos yeah. of kind of like riling them up a little bit. They they like to drive cars too. They do that a yeah. lot in their videos. But yeah, I mean, but based on that guy and what I all I knew, I mean, it was it was funny to see uh, him in in Tiger King. Um, just because, yeah, I was like, oh no, this is not a guy who should be. <laughs> <laughs> should yeah. be dealing with these animals probably um so yeah. i guess that's that's seems as good a, a tangent as any to to say that chimps are really cute until they're not yeah um and, and that i like, like they are really cute and stuff but they're like very good at being scary as shit like you know the the thing where they try to make you know when they do displays that's that is really scary because they're very uninhibited, uh, very uninhibited. I mean, I think the way that they do displays is similar to what humans do, except they they, tr- they truly are, I think, more unhinged than a person is a lot of the time, um, and they're also a little bit better equipped to like maul you. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, uh, I've seen a bunch of chimps doing displays where like they make as loud a noise as possible in ways that you wouldn't even really think of. Like they'll get on a metal plate and like hop up and down so fast that it sounds like they're drilling something. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, it's, it's very, that's crazy. (laughs) I feel like part of what makes them so scary too, which is maybe this is obvious, but it is, I mean, to have a, an animal that is so close to a human, like it's close enough that we can look at them and go like, ah, and put our entire, like, identify with them completely you know we watch them eat chipotle or drive a little plastic car and we go like oh my god uh, this is like it's like a kid yeah that's 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 my son doing that basically in my brain um but yeah then i mean the switch can be flipped even they don't I, i feel like a chimp doesn't even have to be doing anything scary for the you to have that kind of like unconscious shocking moment of like oh no this is a this is an animal and this is not a human and this is a completely alien mind to me and it has a body that is scary to me and because yeah. i'm like i'm putting all of my emotions into this and then it stands up and its arms are long and it's got scary teeth and it's covered yeah. in hair you know it's i mean ve- i think yeah i was i was looking uh before this episode i was just looking at pictures of chimp skulls and human skulls next to each other and it's they are really similar but it's like it looks, and again, these are all incredibly evident things, but it looks like someone just, like, tinged a human skull with aspect of beast. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's like, it is a beast human. The beast god reached down and just touched. Yeah, yeah just... Yeah, just went, boom. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, 
they're they're very human like in a lot of ways, but they're also there's something very truly beast like about them. Like you, you kind of can't fully forget that they are like not a human and they are a beast. And even though they're very intelligent and within the animal kingdom, they're like there's something that's still complete. There's something unreachable about them at the end of the day. You know, like yeah. Um, I mean, I I think I guess to we, to we I feel like we had a, a pretty good discussion of of wild man type stuff in the last episode with bigfoot so i don't want to retread too much of that but i do think that chimps what's crazy about chimps is like you know the idea at at chimps as monster is like the idea of a monster of a of a quote-unquote successful monster or a monster that will resonate with us as as humans is that oh this is a this is something that is kind of that it's an other and it's a creature but there is there's a trace of human in it there's i can see the person in this you know whether it's a person inside a monster suit or it's a a zombie or it's a doppelganger or a ghost you know these are the study these are the things that captivate us the most um and i think that a chimp is maybe is probably like one of the almost definitely the most real world thing where it's like oh this is not me but i can see this is not me and but it's it and it's scary and i can also see the trace of it in me which honestly it which uh i would put it second to only unfortunately in terms of just like you know historically how things like this have been viewed i would say that maybe uh, like people with disabilities or deformities would would maybe be like the only thing more similar to it but different to a human than a chimp you know what i mean um but a chimp really is like a person with a disability is a person but a chimp really is like a different thing like it is a it's a real life werewolf vampire creature totally Uh, yeah i also gotta say like i think a good litmus test for for how scary a thing could be is imagining it without any uh context of knowing what it is and i'm in gombe national park I've never heard of a chimp. I'm walking around and I see a shadow dart up a tree. Um, and you know, I, it, I, I look up in the branches and I see just, you know, the dark whites of the eyes with a golden ring staring, you know, staring back out of me, staring back out at me, um, on this like humanish, but not quite face with like, you know, very long, sharp canines, um, like you know th- this this sort of like you know mock human, like like the name uh, suggests. I just immediately think demon. I'm like, oh, look, a demon. Demons <laughs> yeah. are real and they roam the earth. Yeah. Um, and like, not even another quest. Like, and then you 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 add that they just have like essentially superhuman strength yeah. and 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 really really short fuses. And it's just like that is a demon. I mean, and like if they also hunt, like you know, when when they eat meat, they're they're hunting little monkeys. <laughs> just like, just yeah. and they, they they don't seem to have any regret. Like there's no like, there's no like, oh, I got to put it out of its misery. It's like they'll snatch one and just bite into the guts. Like you know, yeah, like rip them apart. There there there's like just an insane amount of brutality with them while they look like that. And to me, that is like, I don't know, I. In researching chimps, I basically came to the conclusion that like death by chimp is actually probably in my top three ways of ways that I do not want to die, I, or, <laughs> or or like I I, I think that, that they seems might pretty bad. be. I think yeah. they might be the scariest thing I can think of, and I I even really like chimps, but like 
<laughs> I I, th- I think there's a very, very, very strong case to be made that they are also just monsters. Yeah. I guess to go into to the, the chimps as monsters, I my question for you, Austin, is what do you think the scariest like thing about a chimp is? Or what's the scariest part or, or thing about a chimpanzee? Um, I, I got a part of me wants to say it's because they are so similar to us. Um, I think going back as far as the Romans, there was, uh, Cicero quoted, I think, Aeneas saying the ape is horrible for how alike it is to us. Very mm-hmm. uh, far reach for, uh, for that one. But, uh, also just the fact that the shit they do is scary. Like I, there was a, I think a possum or a raccoon got into the chimp enclosure at one point and oh, no. they just started like like you know how you like swing around a flail with the, like the chain and ball at the end of it yeah they, they were just yeah. doing that but like against the bars of the enclosure just like really oh my god they turned that thing into soup by the end of the day and they didn't have a reason to do it they didn't eat it they just it was like a. It was like fun for them. They didn't really ascribe any feelings or morality to the act of killing a smaller animal. They just sort of did it. But yeah. also, that could be because they've been in like they were former research chimps. These chimps were probably driven a little bit insane at some point over their life. Sure. Um, but I mean, also seeing what they do in the wild, like this might just be how they are. <laughs> yeah. Don't they like go to war with each other? Isn't that a yeah, thing? They're, yeah. There was a recorded instance of uh, like the Gombe Chimp War, uh, where basically it was a series of like group attacks against other chimpanzees in like retribution, and like like a chimp would be separated from the group for a moment, and then the other like encroaching party of chimpanzees, like arguing over territory, would like gang up on this one chimp and beat it to death, and then like retreat. Um, it's not like exactly war in the way that humans think of it, because we humans think of war and we conceptualize like fighting for ideological or like yeah uh political reasons and with the chimps it just did seem to be like a series of retaliations but that is still scary to think like what if the group was bigger and the retaliations never stopped (laughs) you know yeah but definitely yeah yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, also to speak to, like, the research chimps being driven insane, it is so crazy to, like, it's, yeah, it's fucking crazy to be, like, uh, to have, like, okay, here's a thing that has no, like, it has a different, it has, it doesn't have morality in the way that we do, and, and it is, it's not really concerned with, with emotion necessarily, but also it can go insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can get crazier. <laughs> it can go- <laughs> there, there's been, like, chimps with, like, there's at least one where she started like it was actually a bit sad. She started like just like panicking and like heaving a bit and like holding herself and rocking a bit. Like chimps will typically like do things like that if they're having some sort of like uh, breakdown in some way. And another mm-hmm. chimp just sort of like walked up to her and started like hitting her on the back. Um, and I like it wasn't too severe, but like just the sheer like sound of like meat colliding with meat at really high speeds is like, Oh yeah. It's, it's like, it can't be understated how impactful their hits sound when it's on another chimp. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, that, that really just makes you, I guess, I may, at least it makes me wonder so much about like their interiority. Like what is going on? Like just, yeah. The idea that, uh, that an, I mean, I guess any animal you can kind of see when they get disordered or discombobulated and they kind of act up. But, but yeah, it just is so crazy that 
you know, you can physically, you can recognize, like, yeah, because you can't, you can't be anthropomorphizing a chimpanzee, obviously, but you also will, yeah, see one maybe rocking back and forth and know, oh my god, it's having, it's freaking out, it's having, yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. There, also, I, like, I like to think there's like a balance where we like have to, we can draw conclusions and like keep them in the back of our mind, but like try to verify them using ways that aren't our assumptions. You know, that's how yeah. I think we go about it. Um, what, what you were saying just about, uh, you know, the chimp walking up and just clearly hitting at, at a higher speed than like people are capable of just by the sound of meat on meat. And yeah. Another point that I want to bring up is just like the constitution of the chimp is, is insane. When, when, one thing that struck me when I was reading in the shadow of man is just that like they, I guess it makes sense because they're an animal that they wouldn't build shelters or whatever, but when there's just torrential rain and it's cold, they just sit there. They just like yeah. sit in the rain, and th- when it rains, they just get wet. They don't take shelter under like particularly dense thickets or anything. They just like will get wet and cold, and some of them will die, and like, and, but most of them won't from that because it's just rain. But like that is that's fucking nuts. That they're like they're they're just like the, these weather beaten creatures that can. I don't know. I guess yeah. I should be I should be amazed at all animals for that. Yeah, no, I guess it just kind of puts into perspective like, yeah, we humans are pretty fucking fragile. We're pretty, we're pretty yeah. Uh, yeah. every animal in the world sleeps outside or maybe under a rock or something, yeah. you know. Death by exposure doesn't happen to anything else, but with us it's like, oh yeah, he spent 12 hours outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. I guess another thing you brought up that I'm curious about, uh, something that's always so fascinating to me is um, like apes and the ancient world and how ancient people uh, interacted with apes and monkeys and stuff. Do you have any, do you know any more interesting stuff about that? Um, you know, um, like when people yeah, were becoming aware of them and, and how they, what they thought of them back in the day and such. Yeah, as far back as the Greeks, we know that there's, like, depictions of apes. Uh, Usually, most of the time, given their geographic location, it was just um, the Barbary macaque, which was was thought to be an ape for a long time. But I I believe they also have proof that they knew about chimpanzees, but I'm not certain of that. All I know is that they have uh, paintings of Barbary macaques that were allegedly so lifelike that they must have had one in front of them. To be able to paint it, that's probably just an assumption from whatever source I'm grabbing that from. Uh-huh. Uh, in Egypt, uh, there's a lot of shrines of mummified baboons dedicated to uh, Thoth. I think that's how you say that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, found in underground cemeteries and catacombs. Uh, and the Romans actually kept Barbary macaques as pets quite frequently. And Whoa. they'd, they'd like, tailor little cloaks for them, which was very, <laughs> very oh, funny. Oh, that's awesome. There's at least one surviving, I guess, comedy play where there's uh, a monkey as a character and his whole thing is that he's like up to mischief and always like grabbing kids and stuff, which was, was funny Whoa. back then, I guess. <laughs> um, well, it's funny nowadays, too. I guess so now you, we could say <laughs> Dunstan Checks In has its roots in the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, I guess that's true, actually. <laughs> that's crazy. I guess that makes sense. That does see now that I think about it, even though it feels very like it's like, oh, this is kind of a 
when you when I think about a monkey in a movie, I think this is maybe a, an eighties or nineties type of humor. I guess this is it actually does seem a lot more like an ancient Roman type of humor. <laughs> yeah. To be like we're gonna put an ape into a <laughs> into a, I'm, I'm, a story. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna lie, like um, you know, Animal cruelty aside, any any front frontal lobe thought about this? I, I disagree with with the use of chimps in movies. But like, I think it's, it's the pretty number ti- one uh, thing that can make a movie good. It's pretty timeless to <laughs> to, to put a monkey in a movie. I yeah, mean, I mean, like, it's hey, in, like, it's incredible. You have to the the thing about. I mean, yeah, I guess this. I do want. I want to do a. Whole, I want to do a whole section about about monkeys in movies. I mean, it it is it it really is one of the. I think the the. The two things you can do in a movie that will make it just immediately a good movie are either you have a real monkey in your movie or you have somebody doing a full body burn. And neither of those they do very much anymore, but they got to bring them both back, even though they're very imminently dangerous to human and animal health, (laughs) because that's what's important about them. Um, And also bring back like driving cars on sidewalks and stuff. (laughs) Okay, Awesome. What what were you going to say? Sorry. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, but... Uh, the Today Show, uh, or not the Today Show, uh, today, just today, like the thing on NBC or whatever the fuck, uh, uh, they, when it was first starting, the ratings were like abysmal, but they got a chimpanzee newscaster named J. Fred Muggs, <laughs> and it like literally saved the show and made it into what oh it is my today. God. Um, like th- this chimp was very famous. It went on like world tours that, uh, allegedly, this this is actually really messed up. I think it uh, the chimpanzee had geishas attending to it on the J- Japanese stop of the <laughs> tour, which is kind of a, kind of an insane thing to be documented. But <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Apparently, that is just how that show was saved from you know uh, being doomed to Dude. ratings hell. Yeah. Do chimps? Uh, this is also maybe disgusting to talk about, but do chimps ever show like sexual interest in humans, or or like why were they having geishas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, I this seems like it's probably a a very old fashioned like technique that probably shouldn't is like frowned upon nowadays. But there was like this older uh, caretaker for chimps at when I was working there, and she said like. If they ever needed a semen sample, they'd send her in, and the chimps would, you know, just start <laughs> whacking it, <laughs> whacking it a little bit. Uh, I did witness it happening at least once. Uh, the ones that I saw, at least, seemed to have a thing for like women with uh, like long blonde curly hair, I guess. Um, and yeah, no, I th- from the one incident I saw, he sort of like did his business and then offered. Just like, just offered the semen to her, like, whoa, handed it off to her. I, I don't That's know if he was crazy. expecting a collection. <laughs> wow. Also, yeah, I don't the- want to get too off on a tangent here, but in terms of, I think the newer technology that they're using is equally as hilarious. Um, they've designed little <laughs> chimpanzee flesh, <laughs> fleshlights. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they model a little silicon thing in the shape of a chimpanzee vagina and Sort of, sort of let them go at it and collect it later. <laughs> Sneak uh, in after the chimp goes to sleep and get it. I, yeah, because the thing is, like, they they need to keep the chimps vasectomized so that they don't breed in captivity. Because generally, they don't want to like, re- like they want to keep the chimps in the wild or in like separate 
uh, monitored breeding programs. Uh, but the thing is, sometimes chimps, their healing factor is so like incredible that if the vasectomy isn't done like with enough uh, invasiveness, then it'll just heal. Yeah, it'll, it'll like grow back basically. <laughs> That's insane that they lit- like healing factor is something that I've only ever seen when I've been like weak- Wikipediaing the, the powers yeah, that like X Man has. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I've never heard about that. Like, like Majin Buu. You- <laughs> yeah, uh, that's crazy. Um, um, also, so, I, yeah. I have one more ape and sexuality thing. I forgot there was actually, and this, Austin, correct me if I'm wrong. If you know about this, I actually think I remember. Something from Project Nim about Nim sexuality, where basically, you know, that two, I don't know, um, I don't know if they were psychologists or, or primatologists or a combo or neither, but two people who were in the science field decided they wanted to see what would happen if they tried to raise a chimp baby like, just like, like they were a, uh, a human child. Yeah. And, I think that at one point they caught Nim masturbating to pictures of people in a magazine. And that was like one of like the, the Frankenstein moments where they were just like, what have we, what have we done? I don't think we, I don't, I don't think we should have, well, I think That's we maybe fucked, I think we maybe fucked up because, yeah. <laughs> and I think they also, they showed Nim another chimp and Nim just like freaked out. And I, that would suck. That yeah. Nim, yeah. <laughs> Nim didn't have a good time. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know that much about the Nim case, uh, but that I do do remember that it was showing like no sexual interest in other chimpanzees. Uh, and also, Noam Chomsky gets really mad whenever you email him about it. Um, uh, he he sat down for an interview once that he just like refers people to, uh, and he said like he made a joke that. Uh, as Nim was dying, he must have signed the Lord's Prayer, like to just to like get in one more dig at him because he was really mad they named the chimp after him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his name was Nim Chimsky. Yeah, uh, for reference. Oh uh, yeah, definitely good to mention that. <laughs> um, another another crazy thing about this is uh, this one is so about this is less chimp sexuality, but I think so. Anyway, this is back to movies and also has something to do with the sexuality stuff. Uh, I think I probably mentioned this before, but this, this, this one is not is not chimpanzees. This, the movie Shackma um, is a movie about a rogue baboon. Um, that it's a the premise for the movie is insane. It's that these these like larpers are playing like a live action role play like D and D type game in like a science lab. That's be, and the game is being run by like a compu- a supercomputer. Which is and that's like just kind of that's not like even the prem that's just like the normal baseline of the movie that's not like the crazy <laughs> premise but the crazy thing is then like the computer like glitches or something and it lets out a baboon <laughs> and then they're locked in the lab with a baboon that's chasing them but the movie it's fun to watch because the baboon is it's a real baboon and it is legitimately going crazy uh it's like tr- there's some scenes that are like actually scary where it's like trying to get through a door and it's like jumping up and down and like slamming on the door and you can tell it's actually like really agitated and a fun fact about this movie is that they had to uh airbrush the baboon's boner out of shots because it would get so <laughs> agitated and freaked out that it would just pop a huge boner and and it's like it's crazy uh and apparently they also had to um a precaution they had to take which i think if i'm not mistaken they might also have to do this with shoots that have chimpanzees or maybe this is antiquated too, because you know this is an older movie. But when they were filming Shakma, all female members of the crew 
could not be on set if they were on their period because uh, the baboon would smell the menstruation and like go crazy and like be attract like come after the woman basically. That's um, nuts. Yeah. Isn't that crazy and scary? But uh, the the thing, the way that this segues back into chimps is uh, um, one of the craziest chimp involved medias. Um, which you can watch most of these on YouTube. Uh, and I was just telling you guys about this before recording. You could just, you guys should watch this. Is a show called TCC, the Chimp Channel, um, which was from the 90s. It's from uh, 1999. It was a sitcom that was a fully chimpanzee cast. Um, and it was, uh, I want to say it was either a spinoff or at the very least inspired by an older chimpanzee TV show called Lancelot Link uh secret agent chimp or you know chimp agent something like that those are i think think from the 70s (laughs) yeah um which i haven't watched that one but tcc the chimp channel is crazy because it's basically the premise of the show is it's basically 30 rock but with only chimps um they (laughs) run they run a tv show and they like do little parodies and stuff like i guess it's more yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy and the humor is like very like raunchy and weird like there's a lot of like weird sex jokes and like it's very it's worth watching because it is an insane thing it's like fun to watch because it's funny because it's all champs but it's also you're watching and you're like this should not have like to have this many like apes in a room and clearly be putting everybody in danger like i think they also i think they i i I watched some behind the scenes of uh about this show where I think the producers or the directors were talking about it. And this is, I don't, I couldn't find, I just out oh, a quick Google cause I just remembered this show. I, I forgot to write stuff down about it. Just remembered it right before we started recording, but they were saying that they had to like, I don't know if this is common practice, but I, they think they were saying they had to like castrate the chimps like partway through the production of the series um, to stop them from like acting up, uh, which Jeez. is insane. And they also said that, like, I think if I remember correctly, there's also like an incident where they're filming because this is all filmed in, in um, California. There's an incident where just one of the chimps just like escaped and they just all had to like go find the chip. Like it was just like running around. They had no idea where it was. Like while they were filming, it just got away. Um, and yeah, just to like, you know, the thing like they and they're talking about how like, yeah, when when uh, when we're filming, you're not allowed to look the chimps in the eyes or make any gestures towards them. Uh, you have to be like, like it's just like so crazy that you can make stuff like that. You could do that, like that. It's a it's so obviously such a bad idea, and all in the service of like a not funny show. That it, yeah, just like insane, <laughs> um, and truly does seem like horrors per- perpetrated against those chimpanzees. Um, which is why it's worth watching because you watch and you're like, oh, this they they went through all that for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but I, I recommend that to all all chimp fans. I think a lot of it is on YouTube. For sure. Um, but yeah, I guess the the history of it. I had no idea that the history of of chimps in in movies went back to ancient rome that is crazy and it makes a lot of sense um yeah, i think seems, obviously it seems roman it seems yeah. like col- coliseum like you know totally yeah. i guess also the 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 obvious thing to bring up to recently is nope has a great chimp scene which mm. again obviously it makes sense that you wouldn't use a real chimp in your movie especially the message of that movie it, may, it would be going against what you're standing for or whatever but come on put a re- the you the cgi chimp sucks it looks bad. It, it was kind of it was kind of a bad CGI chimp. Yeah, but it, it was a pleasant surprise to have the movie open up to a chimpanzee attack. Like I, I was sitting in the 
in the movie theater just like holy shit already <laughs> yeah I, yeah, also, great. I, I, I love that scene it would have been wild if they used a real chimp for the can, yeah, I mean, can that, you fucking imagine how like i mean yeah again animal cruelty aside let's set animal cruelty aside yeah. for a minute as we all we always just can do one moment. can you imagine how incredible it would be to film a scene of a chimp going crazy and killing everybody on a tv production like and you're like god that is so that would be the maybe the best thing ever put to film i need that to have already existed in the 70s when it was okay to torture animals um yeah. so that i could be happy that it already existed and sad that it happened to the chimp um but i guess that's also a good segue into chimp attacks we want to talk talk some chimp attack stuff yeah and yeah. austin was saying that uh he knows a good a good deal about chimp attacks. There are two kind of big ones that we want to cover. Um, Austin, do you want to, do you want to kick us off on on chimp attacks and take your pick on which one you want to start with? Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll start with uh, we'll do it like chronologically, where uh, with the St. James Davis chimpanzee attack. So uh, St. James Davis was a NASCAR driver, uh, and for some reason he had a pet chimpanzee named Mo. Who they treated like essentially it was a, a human child, um, but they it kept like biting people's fingers. Uh, I, I guess they adopted Mo in 1967, uh, and there were multiple bite incidents up until um, I believe the chimpanzee attack that became like the incident for Mo was that uh, Saint James Davis. Uh, went to go visit Chimp at the animal sanctuary he was at because the authorities did confiscate Mo after, I don't know, probably like the uh, third or fourth chimpanzee biting incident. Uh, I I think the one that tipped them over the edge was uh, a lady with red uh, nail polish uh, went to go like say hi to Mo. But according to the owners of Mo... Uh, he mistook her finger for red licorice, so really it was it was her fault for wearing that for wearing that. Uh, of course, he shouldn't thing. have worn that that licorice perfume either. That was probably yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> also, she'd been told by many people that she kind of looks like a Twizzler. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, he got put into an animal sanctuary. Uh, I think Animal Haven Ranch, uh, but. The Davises would regularly come to visit Mo, uh, and the incident, as described, <laughs> is that the couple brought Mo a birthday cake and were seated at a picnic table next to Mo's enclosure. The couple brought toys, candy hearts, chocolate milk, and a raspberry-filled sheet cake for the birthday party. Uh, they, they said, oh, the, the chimp was clapping his hands with joy when he saw them. Uh, however... Uh, not more than Mo got out of the cage. Um, that chimp rushed uh, St. James's wife and bit off her thumb. Uh, then St. James sort of like jumped heroically to shield his wife from the chimpanzees that were encroaching upon him. I, I think two chimpanzees were now loose. Um, actually, four in total. <laughs> um, so, oh my god. <laughs> Mo did not participate in this attack, but he sort of just stood by and watched as these chimpanzees ripped him apart. Uh, his feet, his 
uh, face got ripped off. His, his nose and lips are completely gone. Both of his testicles were gone. Uh, his buttocks gone. Uh, also, all of his fingers. They ripped his butt off? Yeah. <laughs> they ripped his butt and balls off. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so he he spent six months in the hospital afterward, uh, and he basically... This was before they perfected the sort of face replacement technology that they would later use in our next case. But uh, he has like this uh, prosthetic mask, sort of like the uh, Phantom of the Opera in a really fucked up way uh, Mm -hmm. that he just wears that resembles his face. Um, Wow. However, uh, the year following the attack, the the Davises started campaigning to free Moe. Uh, so that they could reunite with their with their chimpanzee, uh, despite having been mauled nearly to death. Uh, and in the summer of 2008, they, they got their wish in a really strange way. Um, Mo straight up escaped his enclosure and uh, ran into the San Bernardino National Forest, never to be found again. Whoa. Uh, they never recovered a body. They just... He's oh just, my god! He just died out there somewhere. Hopefully, or I mean, still, maybe yeah. he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, but pr- probably he's still not. out there. Um, that's well. You a, never know. I mean, what what's going to get him in there? I, I have no uh, leopards in there. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, no bananas. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have some. I have some. Uh, a little bit of additional information just to add to. I mean, it's kind of a fucking psycho story. So, just some additional information is the the way that they got Mo. Is that Saint James? Also, that's his name. That's his his first name is yeah, Saint James. Yeah, I always feel hesitant um, saying that. I'm like, that can't be his yeah. first name. <laughs> no, his, his first name is Saint James. That's the James. first name of the type of guy who might yeah. own a chimpanzee. <laughs> who owns yeah. a chimpanzee and is a NASCAR driver? But he he basically was going to marry Ladonna, who's who's the woman in the story, and then he got cold feet, um, and just booked it to Tanzania. Where where he was, I, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he was hanging out in Tanzania um, just because. And Moe's Mo's parents were killed by poachers, and um, St. James, you know, became enamored with this, with this baby chimp and took him back. And um, LaDonna also took him back. Um, and they got married and basically raised Moe as like a son. Um so that's just some information of how he got a baby chimp. And also at this point, this is the 60s, there aren't a ton of rules about this. And now yeah. there are a ton of rules about this, and that's because of this and another thing that happened later. But there, now we have rules, and it's because stuff happened when you didn't have the rules about it. But yeah. um, I do I do think it's it's heartening that Mo Like, when you hear that there's an attack, and you, you hear... At, you know, you know, there's a chimp attack, and you hear that they raise this chimp as a son. You kind of are going, you assume that it's, yeah, uh, Mo. And it was not Mo. It was two uh, adult male chimps who got out of their enclosures. Apparently, no one knows really how or how they did. I guess the the cage was just left unlocked. But it was not Mo. It was two other males um, that were doing a majority of the of the freaking out on St. James. Yeah. And also, if you look at pictures of St. James. You, you don't want you don't want to be attacked by James. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he, no, I, yeah. No, no offense to St. James, but he does not look great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. Lo- it it never really looks good on you if you get attacked no. by a chimp. Yeah, no, some, nobody's made it work yet. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. 
you kind of always <laughs> look scary. Yeah, you just reminded me of something, Kai. Just a quick tangent. Um, speaking of like, you know how it used to, there didn't used to be rules about that. Um, yeah, like pet monkeys used to be like you know, not I wouldn't say necessarily like common, but definitely more common than they are now. Um, like I, I I read a bunch of old scans of old comic books from like the sixties and seventies, and there's so many ads in them that are like. Buy a pet spider monkey. It costs ten dollars, and then it it's like they said that we'll bring it to your house in a truck. It eats what it will eat whatever you eat, and then it has an asterisk, and it says they love lollipops. Like just the oh, most yeah. horrific, horrible <laughs> shit. Like Jim uh, Jim Jones was a door to door monkey salesman. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. My 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 dad talks about how he remembers when he was a kid. Uh, that there was a guy who like a straight. This is and this is yeah. This is like a movie character. There was a guy who would play like the accordion, um, on the street corner, and he had a little monkey that sat on his shoulder and would take his hat and go around and collect coins from people. Like I, I have him. another tangent about that. If you'll allow mm, me, yeah. uh, Americans in the late nineteenth century uh, tended to see primates as like nuisance pets of immigrants uh primarily italian immigrants uh where uh, in new york city the massive influx of italian immigrants led to a situation where by 1880 nearly one in 20 italian men in certain areas were organ grinders with the little yeah, monkeys yeah. with fez hats exactly an um, organ grinder yeah uh but yeah so they got like a bit of a reputation from that but in 1907 there was a brief fad where like women with like really big, fancy, fluffy fur coats would have a pet monkey to accompany that coat. Uh, so you would just see monkeys uh, like attached to women walking down the street. Um, <laughs> the New York Fire Department also had some pet monkeys, um, including one that would uh, target and harass Italian peanut vendors. So a lot of a lot of really strange anti-Italianism yeah. to the to the monkeys in America, but. I actually I have another uh, one more crazy uh, monkey story, which is that my dad's I want to say his aunt or something um, had a pet monkey that she uh, I don't remember if where if she she was on a cruise ship with it and I don't remember if she got it from somewhere on the cruise or if she had it and she brought it on the cruise Um, but this is just like the most (laughs) the craziest he was like telling me about this and he was like yeah and then her monkey on and then on the cruise ship. Her monkey got into a, a wooden box in her luggage and it ate her carb- carbolic acid and died. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> to be to be on a cruise ship and have a wooden bo- a little wooden box of carbolic acid and your monkey opens it up and eats it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> like, happens that to is me. just that could never happen today for so many different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Back in the days I when just, you could have a pet monkey and you could walk around with carbolic acid <laughs> in a little man, wooden box. It does mo- like monkey human interactions do. Fe- it's kind of like it feels like 9-11 for me where it's like I was five when 9-11 happened and like the pre 9-11 world doesn't really exist for me where like you could just stroll into an airport. And I think there's 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 a similar feeling of just of an even older time where it's just like. We live in a post Travis and Mo world. Like you can't, you just can't be walking around with monkeys like that. And it, it's very distinct. <laughs> it's very distinctly old world to be able to just like be around apes. You can't be around apes or monkeys unless you are like researching them. And also, you shouldn't. 
Uh, you know, like, um, but yeah. it, that's it's funny that too. Funny. I guess to also as another thing with that, it's funny that in a lot of other countries, monkeys are seen as um, as like pests and nuisances, and they're disliked. Like in like yeah. uh, in Asia, I know. Uh, you know, that's why you'll stumble on when you're watching monkey. If you're the type of person who watches monkey videos on YouTube, you almost have definitely accidentally stumbled onto a video called like orangutan crushes small monkey skull and you like are like what is this and you click on it and all the comments are like yes kill the monkey yes i love when monkey die yes torture and kill and maim the monkey and it's yeah it's so crazy i actually have a another small tangent about that uh you can i don't know if this is too disturbing to leave in but i actually did an interview with one of these uh, guys that exposed like the sort of rate, there was an online ring of people oh, yeah, yeah. who were leaving mm-hmm. those comments. Um, most of them were actually like, you would think that they were like people who considered monkeys pest animals. That was what my assumption was, but mm-hmm. the majority of them are American pedophiles. Whoa. Um, yeah. No, what? Like, straight up, like everyone they've arrested almost in connection to this has been like an American pedophile. Who That's crazy. Gets, I've always uh, heard, I've always read the yeah. explanation being like, Oh, you know, it's like how people get, uh, love killing cockroaches or something, but that is insane. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I, it's a lot like darker than like initially seems. Cause it, it really is just about like, they look very similar to human children and yeah. react to things in the same way. And, Basically, these people were like paying people in like Indonesia to find monkeys outside, and uh, because both they had uh, the access to these monkeys and maybe a bit less like sympathy for monkeys, uh-huh. uh, and they just pay them to take requests and like do terrible, horrible things to these monkeys. Uh, that oftentimes, is crazy. like sadistic sexual stuff. But yeah, anyways, that's very, I, very I, strange. You know, I. I, I did know about the the monkey torture video rings because of Twitter because I'm, I'm in ape chat and you, you know uh, like oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm plugged into to stuff going on with monkeys and apes so I, I was familiar with that and I was like why the fuck is there like a genuine like ring like why is there a substantial enough demand that that might be a thing and I never knew about the pedophile angle but I I I was thinking like. I bet it's because, like, they're kind of human-like, and yeah. they're, like, a t- tiny, pathetic version of it. Like, no no offense to little monkeys, but... <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, they're, like, they're a kind of, like... like a tiny, pathetic, lesser, <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, a tiny, pathetic little human where, like, if you give it milk, it likes it, and you can take away the milk. Like, there's so yeah. much inherent power over a little monkey, you know, because we're a big monkey who's smarter and stronger. Like, whatever. That There's someone who's sadistic, like would would be into the idea of that little thing experiencing pain like i yeah. don't know it was it and was it's also it was, as for yeah it's also probably uh not that it's not that people like when you do it but it's probably less frowned on to torture a monkey than it is to torture a baby so yeah a lot yeah. of people uh less. like in these rings assumed that they wouldn't get in very much trouble because it was monkeys but uh from what i've heard the a lot of people are getting into a lot of trouble. So that that's makes really sense good. to me. That's, yeah, it is funny good. to imagine like them being caught, <laughs> like like uh, was funding a monkey torture ring or whatever, and the police just <laughs> like, "Oh, you, you, if you were doing that to humans, we'd get you, but we can't yeah. do anything to you. We're gonna search. Yeah. We'll we'll search your hard drive, but we can't do anything about it. I guess it's just yeah. monkeys, so <laughs> you're safe." Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you seem like a fine person. Yeah. You're just paying money to torture Ooh, you something. You seem like a real jerk, but we can't do anything to you because it's only monkeys, you smart devil. You genius, you got us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that's human. That's that's us types of primates being monsters. Uh-huh. Um there's there's another another incident. I'm bringing it back, Austin. Yeah, yes, yeah. this is the to, classic uh, one. This is the classic incident. The most <laughs> I lo- I hate it when I when, an, when I'm a chimp attack is classic. Yeah, but yeah. This this one is just absolutely classic. This is and the it's, one I remember talking about. I remember talking about this one on the playground with my friends in elementary school. Oh yeah, uh, yeah no, it was everyone knew about this one. Yeah, I yeah like. so this is Charlotte Nash and Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do you want to kick us off, Austin? Yeah. So uh, basically, um, there was uh, what Sandy Harold was her name, and she contacted a monkey breeder named Connie Casey, uh, who th- these these stories sort of like merge and dual chimp incidents uh, in a little bit. But basically, uh, she saw like a baby monkey at. I think a rodeo show, and she was like, "I need one for my for myself." She ran a towing business and had like a couple million dollars, I guess. So she could just uh, ask this lady for a pet chimpanzee. Um, so basically, they got Travis as an infant and raised it as if it was a human child. Now they did have like actual human children, so I, I'm not sure why they uh, why they did that, but uh, basically. They raised Travis, and he was more or less like stable. with With a couple of incidents, like uh, as, as a younger chimp, he escaped their Toyota Forerunner and started like running around and smacking cop cars. Uh, generally, being like a little mischievous little guy, uh, and they basically just thought it was like funny and cute that he was causing mischief, uh, and you know, let let him go back to being a pet chimpanzee, but um. Uh, Sandy's life had sort of taken a, a horrible turn where uh, her daughter, uh, Sue, uh, died in a car wreck. And then her husband, who was helping raise Travis, um, died of stomach cancer. So it was her all alone with Travis. And before he died, uh, her husband basically said, I don't think you can handle Travis anymore by yourself because he's becoming a full-grown adult chimpanzee. Um, and so... She had written a letter and a check to donate him to, like, a sanctuary, essentially. But she never went through with sending it, uh, for reasons we can only assume. Uh, Basically... yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no. um, When I say, like, they were raising Travis like it was a real human... uh, They, they, like, potty trained it. They taught him how to use the TV. They would give him, like, wine every night for some reason. Um... Among other like strange things, basically, uh, while this was happening, while all these events were coalescing, coalescing towards like a disaster, um, the breeder Connie Casey um, had Travis's mother escape from the little cage that she was keeping it in, and he she uh, ran to a nearby Dairy Queen and started uh, attacking a seventeen year old in his car. And this being uh, Connecticut, he simply pulled out a shotgun and blew the chimp's head off. Um, But 
he actually got sentenced to jail time, had to write a letter of apology and was like a convicted felon until I think three years ago. Um, so yeah, it was a very weird situation where in court they basically argued, well, chimpanzees are 98% human. So you did 98% of a murder and yeah. that made him, that made him a felon. Uh, but, That's poor logic. Though. I mean, like, aren't bananas thirty <laughs> percent? Yeah, no, it's very, very strange logic. But regardless, it sort of ruined his life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there is sort of this misconception that, like, uh, oh, they could have just sedated the chimp. But as we've seen with an, another gorilla incident, more recent in history. Uh, the sedatives would take way too long to kick in and just generally irritate a chimpanzee and make it like more violent. So he, I, I don't necessarily disagree with his decision to shoot a chimp, uh, no. given that he was, you know, 100%. in immediate danger. Yeah. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's crazy too about, about, um, the police officer shooting Travis. So it was after he, he, you know, he came out of the, the police arrive and Travis comes out of the house and is trying to like, get into the police car or whatever and then he opens the door and the police officer shot travis four times with his pistol and then travis travis just went back into the house he like he went back and died like he didn't like that didn't kill him he like he he went back to his house and into his room yeah he like fully was like oh well they got me time to die and he had enough he like was able to leave and go back like he got shot four times point blank basically with with travis um the uh um this separate from the dairy queen incident basically uh um it was one day i don't remember when exactly it was in 2009 in february but basically something happened where there was like i don't know like some sort of work emergency and sandy asked her friend charla nash to go uh what basically go like hey can you go check on travis i had to leave really suddenly and that morning, because Travis was generally, like, already pretty unstable from, like, I don't know how much of this is, you know, as we said earlier, anthropomorphizing, but he was pretty shaken up by, like, losing uh, a bunch of people in his life, or at least she was. And it was obviously turning into problematic uh, psychological behaviors in Travis as well. Uh, so she started giving Travis Xanax, which is assumed to be at least partially why he did this um yeah this literally this news story is why how i learned what xanax was as a kid yeah. it's the first time i ever heard the word xanax i remember being like she gave him xanax what's xanax yeah <laughs> i remember like so, yeah, probably i was probably i think i was probably in the school like my friend was telling me about it and it's like xanax and they're like yeah it's something that makes you crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the way this happened was she called Charla, said, hey, go check on Travis. He was outside uh, running from car to car, uh, trying to like get in someone's car for some reason. So obviously she had made a right call and saying like, hey, something's up with Travis. Uh, so Charla brought out a Tickle Me Elmo doll uh, and showed it to Travis. Um, and Travis, uh, maybe assuming that she was like stealing the Elmo from him because, you know, uh, he'd been introduced to this Elmo before and it was like his toy. Yeah. You know, uh, it was one of his and, faves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> primates have this thing where like, if you're giving them something, 
and you drop it and then try to pick it back up, they freak the fuck out because they think you're trying to take it for yourself. Um, so I assume something similar happened here. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't also the thing that she had like a different haircut too. And they, uh, and he, that might've been also a factor. I uh. think so. Yeah. It was a variety of things. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's any number of reasons. Also like the, the <laughs> yeah. chimp being on drugs probably didn't help. Like yeah. that, that's exactly, I'm pretty sure that's helpful. the number one thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this chimp a drug for humans. <laughs> yeah. I hope yeah, nothing weird so. happens. They should have given him ninety eight point six percent of his Xanax. Yeah, should, yeah. Wait, why didn't they give him chimp Xanax? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. um, I will say a lot of places give like very similar anti anxiety meds to like basically the same thing they give to humans, just in like different doses. I just don't think she was thinking very much when she just put like I don't know like a bar of Xanax and Travis's sure. morning coffee. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, so he man- he immediately knuckle ran at Charla Nash, uh, tackled her into the side of her car, and then started like ripping her face, fingers, and like eyes out. Basically, uh, there's really horrible nine one one call audio where you can hear Sandy running back to the house. Um, she sees that Travis is like chewing pieces of Charla Nash, like ripping parts of her scalp off of her uh, and just continuing to just like beat on her. Uh, So Sandy uh, called the police and she ran back into the house to get a butcher knife and she started like stabbing Travis. Uh, Travis was more or less unfazed by the stabbing. Uh, So I don't know. She calls the police. Uh, she emphasizes strongly. It, yeah, that- I think also one of the things too that I remember reading is that like uh, when she stabbed him, he was like kind of unfazed, but he's also just like looking at her, like kind of like, "What are you doing? Like, why? Yeah. What, what's going on here? What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" Mm. Which is mm. so scary. Mm. Yeah, and so the police arrive a uh, twelve minutes later, uh, and Charlene Ash has been like completely mauled, but Travis has lost a bit of interest, which is. Generally, when chimps decide to give up is when they lose interest. Um, and all of a sudden, Travis, as you said, runs up, knocks the rear view mirror off of, or the side view mirror off of the police car, and starts climbing into the cop car. And the cop just unloads four rounds into Travis. And Travis is like, obviously that hurts. So he backs up and like runs back into the house and then bleeds to death in his room. But, um, yeah, that's basically afterward, Charlene Ash's like facial reconstruction, because this was a very big story, was revealed on Oprah, and that sort of amplified the story even more. Yeah. But there's like a there's like a also, whole bunch of stuff that came of this politically and it is you know. so cr- I mean, this is, this is completely the this is the keystone chimps as monsters thing, which to me, which is so crazy because this is also like, you know, Compared to a lot of chimp horror media, for example, um, th- this is so recent. Like this is 2009. That's crazy to me. That, that yeah. like like comparatively, but it is. I mean, yeah, just fucking uh, a chimp do- being able to do that to somebody and then surviving butcher knife stabbings and four. I mean, obviously not surviving the four shots, but in the immediate moment, you know, walking away from four gunshots yeah. is like. That is so crazy to just be like, I, oh yeah, if it if it wants to kill you, you're you're probably dead. So There's I, not I, really I, so I, much to be done here. Yeah, 
Totally. Um, also, a point I want to make, like, the chimps' defense is nuts. But also, the offense, like, what that chimp did to Charlotte Nash is, is ridiculous. Like, it's insane. Like, um, if you... So, apparently, people, like, Charlotte Nash was immediately taken to the hospital, and people who worked on her in that emergency room apparently, like, had to start going to therapy. Like, yeah. pe- people were, like, haunted by what they saw. Also, like, um, Char- Charlotte Nash got, like, a full face transplant at one point, and she looked, uh, you know, kind of, kind of okay. Um, and then, unfortunately, um her body like rejected that face so i don't know what she looks like now but um like the, the thing that is crazy to me about chimps is like obviously they're biting you know they they have they have an ability to pierce and tear or whatever but some of it is just like unimaginable raw strength and and being yeah, just ripping really your hands un- off just grabbing yeah, dude, you yeah. just pulling parts I, of your body off like they yeah. like you are made out of play-doh and they can just morph you. And like, if they, the only thing stopping them from doing that is your proximity that, to them. And yeah, their, and whether they, and the, whether, uh, they're whether they're feel interested like or they're bored, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, uh. they reached out and just moved Charla Nash's face off of her face. Like, I, that's insane. It's very, very gruesome. Yeah. the The nine one one call also is like very um horrific very very horrible to listen to so i I won't put it in here if you're inclined to listen to it it is out there um but also a a funny thing about it is there is there's a there's a suicide silent song where they it's an instrumental and they play the entirety of the 911 call over just a like a deathcore instrumental and it's called and then she bled and it's gotta be one of the more uh ridiculous stupid thing. yeah <laughs> so crazy to do that to play the entire fucking 911 call just like be like yeah this is gonna be like our interlude god so <laughs> insane so such yeah. a funny choice to make because it really is one of the most horrible things you can listen to it is so he's, she says that he's eating her um it's yeah really really not not great yeah, yeah. i if you look at a picture of charlotte nash now Something happened to her, you know. Something real bad happened to that woman. Yeah. Uh, um, also, apparently, this is sad. Um, this is really sad. But apparently, so she's like in, you know, she's she got really fucked up. So she's in essentially like a home, you know. Um, and apparently, like in an interview, she said that like a, a lot of the people in that home like don't really like want to be around her. Um, just because she like, you know, her face is really fucked up, and then also like her arms are like basically look like chicken wings. Like mm-hmm. she she like she looks scary. Like no offense, Charla. Like, but that that that's horrifying on another level. It's like the fact that that happened to her is already so horrifying. But there's the added thing that now, Char- like Charla's life is like. I, I would prefer if a chimp killed me. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I don't, it's it's and uh, this I I'm I do feel bad saying this. I don't think Charlie's gonna gonna hear this episode, but like that is a horrific side effect that something can rend you yeah. like that. Your and entire you to- life is disfigured too. It just yeah. yeah, like God. I mean, yeah, yeah. You just you just can't believe what a, a 
creature like this just can yeah it's uh it is just it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened i feel like and it's crazy that it like can you imagine if this is if this was something that happened like back i'm trying to think of a, like a time period like i when we did our episode about bears i was talking about how like we were talking about how oh there's like a period in time and human history and people are like colonizing the americas and it's like there we literally have not invented technology that can effectively kill this animal yet like this is kind mm-hmm. of just this is out of our reach like we can maybe kill we can kill them we can hunt them we can try but it's not it's it's nowhere near assured and i it's feel not a like slam that dunk. yeah same same thing for for a chimp like can you imagine if a bunch of chimpanzees were roaming around some 1700s you know colony in north america and just fucking Shit. people up and it's like they can't you you're fucked <laughs> i yeah. don't know what you're gonna do yeah if you have a glock 18 you're fucked exactly like, that's what the, i mean the, the, like it's the so chip might crazy be too but like you're both fucked yeah, yeah. i have a sort of in, uh related story uh, not really story it's I have these two like screenshots from the safety manual at the chimp sanctuary I worked at where it's got like the emergency manual, what to do in case of emergencies for bears. They describe uh, if you're, if you're, if you spot a bear on foot, um, identify yourself to the bear calmly and then like move slowly to shelter. Um, You have to like really carefully get to somewhere where you can like escape either on a golf cart or inside a building. Um, Mm -hmm. But they add at the end, if you're charged by a bear, uh, do not run because they will outrun you. You yeah. got to try to defend yourself with pepper spray, or if you don't have pepper spray, just try to like focus blows on their muzzle, uh, and hopefully you'll live, and or they'll like lose interest. But the chimpanzee section, um, they say, if a chimpanzee attacks you, do not fight back. Do your best to remain conscious and rolled into a ball. Oh. Yeah, so it's the protocol there is basically like if you don't have like a hose or a fire extinguisher to like, you know, literally physically push them away with like some kind of liquid and like freak them out um, and they are intending on hurting you, just try your best to remain conscious and protect your like face and fingers um, until someone with like a gun or some other sort of weapon shows up. Yeah. Uh yeah, that that it is it really I'm glad there's not wild chimpanzees where I live. Yeah, me too. The thing with uh chimpanzees in the wild though is that generally they're scared of humans because they associate humans with like this guy is going to shoot me and eat me. So they yeah. just run away. I uh, bet they're when, also just yeah. generally more well adjusted too probably. Yeah. It's like, just like yeah. when they when they don't when they stop seeing humans as a threat they realize I can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's really one of those scenarios where, like, chimps probably shouldn't be in captivity unless you have a good reason to. Like, uh, this isn't a knock against zoos. I think, you know, um, breeding uh, breeding pro- programs that zoos usually carry out um, are important for preserving the species, which is going, you know, extinct um, in a sense. But there's like people who have chimps as pets people who just like have them just to have them in like a roadside zoo attraction it's really it they're not supposed to be there and they will let it be known yeah it's it's honestly like i mean obviously not to discount any horrific things that have happened it's it's nice that 
a chimpanzee is an animal that is able to exert its will if it's put in a situation where it doesn't belong that like you know a person can get their come up a person will get their comeuppance if they're not treating a chimpanzee right like i feel like there's a lot of animals out there that a human will like abuse and that's it's just the animal is just they're helpless there's nothing that an animal can do against a human but a chimpanzee if you fuck with it enough it is gonna rip your your head off um and that's maybe a little poetic and nice despite how horrible it is yeah the 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 real tragedy with the charla nash attack is that there there was like there was no um uh you know poetic irony like that that was just because that charla nash was like yeah, no, she did so, not deserve she, she, that. Yeah. She was like, "Hey, you shouldn't have a champ." Yeah, <laughs> and then got turned to ribbons. You know, that's that's just terrible. And it is. Oh, it's also like Travis isn't really even like Travis isn't even really like at fault. I mean, he's a champ taken incredibly out of where he should be and fed drugs. Like yeah. you can't like yeah. there's. The, you know, Travis is also a victim in this. Like, you know, he he should have never lived the life that he had. Um, Absolutely, yeah. the little sperm that be- that fertilized the egg that became Travis should have been thousands of miles away and pant hooting excitedly when there was uh, ripe figs. You know, like that's yeah. just like that. He just was in the not in the right place, and so like, you know. Chimps, chimps are are really only monsters when when they're in the the wrong yeah. place. Chimps are 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 general. I mean, they're definitely. I definitely you definitely see some chimp monstery chimp stuff in the wild. But I do feel like yeah, the vast majority of of chimps as scary monsters is when the chimp in question has been basically like Disney Tortured. Channel child actor MK Ultra into being a killing machine by <laughs> <Yeah>. human society. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's a good that is sweet life of of they're completely Miley Tra- Cyrusified I think yeah sweet life of Trav and Mo yeah the sweet life of Trav and Mo <laughs> yeah um a thing another thing I want I, I this is this is completely random I really want somebody to make a fantasy movie or a fantasy book where it's all the normal fantasy races like humans and elves and dwarves but then one of the races is chimpanzees. <laughs> yeah. that'd be i cool. always really wanted that which oh i guess also we should talk about planet of the apes maybe a little bit yeah um, we should because uh, planet of the apes is is fire it's great if anyone hasn't watched um the original movie it's so good uh is written by i think it's written by rod serling the guy who did the bunch of twilight zone crap um yeah. and it's yeah very very good and also the reboot trilogy was really good too but yeah mm. i just think the idea of of the idea of of apes forming a society is calm is kind of almost the exact it's like the the exact opposite of the idea we talked about on the the last um episode with the like wild man motif being kind of some like wishful thinking about like returning to the woods or like some form of creature that is like becoming feral you know almost Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the opposite of like well, I guess it can go the other way too, which feels like a very like a very interesting modern idea because when you look at like um how you look at evolution historically and and how it affected, you know, how people uh what people find scary and and science fiction, I guess would be the broad thing to say. Um like for example, when people started to figure out that 
evolution was a thing and they started to be like oh shit darwinism what is this this we weren't just created like this we came we we evolved from some quote-unquote lower life form uh and you see that's where you see stuff like you know like dr jekyll and mr hyde and like um uh the island of dr moreau and this type of uh fear of devolution and like stuff like um the creature from the black lagoon and all this stuff is all kind of the same lineage of like well, we just learned that we came from apes. What if somehow we could return to being some lower form of creature? Isn't that horrifying that we could be some mm-hmm. kind of degenerate uh, thing? But it do, it seems like the it. I wonder. I have to wonder. I, I bet there's got to be other examples of this that are older than Planet of the Apes. But Planet of the Apes does seem like the other side of that coin of looking at evolution in that way of like, oh, if we evolved from lower beings what's the fear then of the lower being evolving past us you know what i mean mm-hmm. because i think there is some fear of degeneration in at least the original planet of the apes but it is much more of like oh these things that we share the planet with that we consider to be lower and we consider to be unintelligent and unsentient um you know comparatively uh what if these guys were in charge um and yeah. i think that i think it's really fascinating and it's a really it's really interesting uh i really like it i think like the the like key irony of Planet of the Apes is that, uh, I mean, at least in the original trilogy, um, like the idea is that oh, even the apes, the the lesser life forms, are not doing nuclear war like we're about to. Because you know the time yeah. frame that this was made in, and there was a big motif of like uh, the apes were trying to hide the existence of humans because they wiped out the world with nuclear bombs. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Dr. Zayas was like, these humans, we got to get rid of them or else they're going to blow up the world with nukes again, which yeah. in the next movie, they, they literally do do that. So. They got those crazy mutants with the, the cult underground. Dude, those movies are so fucking sick. I've only yeah. s- I haven't seen all the original ones, but the the like mutants in the second one are so cool. And all the shit where where uh, uh, the apes are getting crucified is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I just... Uh, yeah, I just think it's like the idea that like, oh, even the the lesser life form is smarter than us when it comes to this particular uh, conflict. Um, it, it's like a very interesting way of getting your political point across. Um, yeah, I guess it's also kind of like uh, it's almost like a, a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's like an excuse almost like where it's like, well, w- these the reason that um you know the more highly evolved apes in this movie they don't they uh they don't want nuclear war because they're kind of they're more primal they're more connected to nature even though at this point they've evolved past us um but they still somehow have kept some connection to being a, a wild creature that they know that they can't destroy the earth and that and a human well, we're just a, we're not even an animal. We're a human, you know, and that's why we we yeah. do stuff like this because we don't have a connection to nature. And it's like, well, we do, but we don't we we don't care that like we're all animals here. We're all do we're all doing the thing just because you know we're just because we don't just because yeah I don't know it, it it's interesting it's it's very I do I just wish that uh that apes were all sentient and they all had different societies and we could all hang out with them and. I- I do think that See if chimps had belief systems, I don't think that they would be inherently more druidic. Like yeah. I, I think you know that there is one thing that I think is interesting though is that I, I think 
chimps seem like they are a lot more prone to, to barbarism in ways that we can't imagine as being okay to do normally. But also, when when I was reading um, about chimp behavior, it seems like they're like a lot more prone to like truly forgiving each other for something that would like, I don't know, like they'll like run and like, you know, beat the shit out of each other, like bite off each other's toes, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then immediately give each other reassuring pats right yeah, afterwards. And like, and like if someone, if one of my friends bit off my toe, we are not going to be on speed. It's over. It's <laughs> over. It's over. This, these little piggies are, are going to market, you know, they, they're not, they're not, they're not for, for sale. Um, like, so I, I feel like that that capacity for like just uh l- you know I don't know if I think forgiveness might be an anthropomorphizing term but like to just like be able to forget about extremes like that is is a very uh unhuman but potentially yeah. like positive yeah attribute. I th- I think like I think that's a fair term to use because they they do hold grudges uh when they decide to like make peace it's a very intentional thing on their behalf whether it's to hold social cohesion or if it's like a genuine you know sort of abstract idea of forgiveness but uh you know there there's instances where i think uh a chimp like overlooked and saw two employees arguing and they they were a really big fan of one of the employees and they thought (laughs) she was like under attack so every time the other employee who was like arguing with her would come into that uh, enclosure. The chimps would just start pelting him with like shit <laughs> and like other things. Um, so like they're they're very clearly capable of like holding. Grud- I mean, even the Gombe chimp war that we talked about. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's hard to not anthropomorphize. You know, like of it's, course, yeah. It's like what else would it be? You know. I guess you also so- have to wonder. Uh- how how much our society human society would be different if we lived in environments where we would expect to die at age 15 yeah yeah well i mean also there's there's another even even broader argument where where our sense of morality could be coming from from like social mechanisms that would have developed much in the same way that chimps chimps are doing these things like a, an example that jane goodall gave is like like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like morality as we know it could essentially have evolved along just just in some form for social cohesion. So like an example Jane Goodall gave was that there is one one chimp that that killed a a you know a, a juvenile baboon and was eating it, and this chimp was not a very high ranking chimp socially, and Usually, uh, like a not high-ranking male chimp, like seeds anything to to the to the boss, you know, like that makes sense. Yeah. But in this instance, like, and and meat is is a prize in 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 the Gombe uh, Park, at least. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not it's it's not as common of a thing, and the, you know they go they go nuts for it. And so a high-ranking male, instead of just like taking or demanding it. Uh, you know, like asked for some of the meat and like, you know, was like whimpering and doing like kind of like a submissive, like, can I have a little bit of entrail? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. uh, Yeah. And like, that's very unusual. Like in, in other situations that, that male would, would, you know, just 
take his shit because he yeah. could. And and what Jane Goodall speculated, which I thought was very interesting, was not she was like, okay, it's possible that there is a sense amongst all of the chimps that okay, this chimp got the kill, so it's fair and right that this should be his. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of primitive morality going on, but she speculated that that primitive morality could have been sort of um, a little bit more calculated than that, and it, in that, okay, this meat is a rare treat, and in usual circumstances, um, the chimp who got this kill would would seed something to to a higher ranking chimp, but because this is a, a higher this is a, a more valuable thing. This chimp might be more willing to act in a way that is not within the, the normal social structure of chimps. This, this, because he has a precious thing, he might subvert social expectation and lash out. And it's it's possible that the these are calculations that these chimps are making where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask for this meat instead of just taking it because he might be willing to like go further than I'm willing to go to eat this baboon's liver. Uh-huh. And if you extend that enough, there's a, there's a possibility that those sense, that sense of, of fairness is, is the root of, of um, where, all right, where fairness comes from. I don't know if you can extend that to yeah. everything. I, well, and, I mean, and, if I'm not mistaken, I think isn't like don't isn't it? Uh, maybe I don't know if this is like fact or 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 not or whatever. But isn't isn't? I feel like a lot of our our human idea of morality is from like is because we're um, social. You know, it, it's we have we have shame. We have we have shame exists to stop people from doing things that basically bring the group into danger or like antisocial behavior is punished by shunning um and that's kind of the idea but right like so i feel like it is the kind of thing where i'm sure if uh if i'm sure that if the demands of chimpanzee life were different and more in line with the demands of our life you know if they were a little more uh neolithic maybe if they were if they were less uh because i think also that's the that's the the isn't that also i think the the point the changing point for for human society is when we stopped being nomads and we started farming and um, domesticating that uh, I feel like it just is different. Yeah. Different sets of life tools that are needed. So it's different, sure. which is not to say that, yeah, chimps are even necessarily amoral, I guess, but just that they have a different system going because they have different stuff they need to do. And I feel sure, like, yeah. yeah, I feel like, it, it, yeah, it is. You can definitely see that like, Oh yeah, I guess somewhere along the line we just ended up at like, Chimps swing around on trees. We walk around on the ground. So they got the big scary arms and we got the normal arms and the normal legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like you can kind of extrapolate that into the the brain stuff too, where it is just like, oh, you guys, it is, it's like, you know what it's like? It's when, it's like when you like visit your friend who you haven't seen since high school and he's like living some completely different life than you're living right now. But you're like, oh, I guess I can kind of see how you, how this is working for you and how this we used to be kind of the same. We used to be in the same circumstance, but now you're, you're a different person. You know what I mean? He's like mm. the old roommate where you're like, Oh, you're living differently now. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah. There's, there's so much to be said on that topic too. You know, like uh, th- there's a guy, a uh, chimp researcher at the university of Minnesota, I think who basically Ooh. argues that human, uh, 
human language is more akin to bee language than it is chimpanzee uh, vocalizations. Uh, That's just insane. because uh, bees, like they, they're communal foragers and they signal to each other with the purpose of getting the whole group to converge on one thing, you know, that sweet nectar. Um, uh-huh. Chimpanzees are, are cooperative where uh, they cooperate in the sense that the, ex- the extent of the effort that they put in to hunt down this little colobus monkey is uh, essentially proportionate to what they will get out of it. And so they cooperate because they, they do need each other, but they cooperate because they will be getting a bigger portion, basically. Um, and humans, like, it's speculated that, like, one of the reasons we evolved language was to become more of a communal gather gathering species as opposed to a cooperative gathering species. Um, like, I don't know, calling out that, hey, there's a big mammoth corpse over here. Let's go eat it. Um, yeah, there, there's so much to be said about that. And, yeah. like, there, of course, all the other, like... Uh, I guess this is maybe an outdated term, but like archaic humans who lived alongside us, like the Denisovians and Neanderthals who were alive and interbreeding with humans at the same time as us. They also made stone tools, you know, but we just ended up the guys of Earth, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another interest, this is less about chimps and more just about like the formation of language. There's a really interesting, um, I guess it's an essay I read um, kind of recently that. Maybe maybe you guys have read. I don't know. It's uh, it's by it's by Cormac McCarthy. I think it's his only nonfiction thing. Um, but it's about oh, what's it called? Let me figure it out. Um, but it's about like the formation of language and like the 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 conscious taking over the unconscious the kakule problem. That's what it's called. Uh, the the conscious taking overtaking the unconscious. Like the idea that um, like our first records are the first like like pictures drawn pictures or symbols that we found from humans are from like a hundred thousand years ago but humans have been around for like way way longer than that so the idea that there was like you know proportionally we've been like quote-unquote conscious like being able to associate symbols with things you know the birth of language like this one thing is another thing for kind of like a blink of an eye not even obviously in history but also like just in the existence of humans like we just weren't always able to do that maybe um and just the idea that like language is like pretty new and we used to like we really we got along with our lives pretty well like without having language which is like crazy like yeah i don't know just the the idea that like and it also makes you think that that may that must mean that everything on earth has to be so much smarter than we give it credit for i guess yeah yeah but just an that's a little interesting thing to go read if anybody listening likes that kind of stuff it's a good uh it's a good read it's fun i don't know how um how much it holds up because i think he'd He's kind of just, he's doing his fun writing style a little bit, but it's very, it's a good read. It's really interesting. Um, cool. But that's not really chimps. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, 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 amidst all these ponderings that we've been having, though, something that I think is interesting um, in, in the semantics of, of anthropomorphizing or not is, you know, if, if chimps are, are doing essentially like social arithmetic to to decide to determine how they're doing something and 
I think that it takes it takes some gall for us to say that that's not morality, that's social arithmetic, and um, that our our morality, which is based just just as groundedly in like you know evolutionary systems as like somehow more divine. I think I think that's I think that's silly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't think I I think I think chimps, despite being v- fucking chilling to me um are are completely more morally neutral creatures on this realm yeah Um, Yeah, absolutely i don't think there's any creature that's on this realm that is not morally neutral yeah i agree with that yeah um except I, i want you know i bet i'll bet like there's no creature itself that is like that but i'll bet that they're trump Freaking Donald Trump! Uh, I'll bet there are some. Um, I'll bet there are. You know, there are some chimps who are probably like horrible, like individuals. You know, like yeah. But even then, like we, there's no scale for that. We don't. We can't measure that. You know what I yeah, mean? It it is hard to tell. Like, but one like I guess empirical way we can measure that is typically when like alpha chimps. Uh, you know, the guys who run the whole troop are more like brutal in ways that humans can recognize as like abusive behavior. Um, they tend to get violently outed at rates much higher and have like much less social cohesion than alpha chimps who are very like forgiving and, you know, generous with uh, chimps lower in the social hierarchy. So I, I do think there's, there's only really like one uh, thing you can extrapolate from that in my mind, you know, so I, I do think there are chimps that are worse, <laughs> worse than other chimps, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that, yeah. But even then, it's like, yeah, the it's chimps who, like, I don't know. You look at humans and you look at morality in humans where obviously there's a bunch of bad things that we can do um, that are really bad and you wouldn't argue that they're good. But also there are people who similarly might get ostracized because they're just antisocial in a way that's not conducive to a group. Like, but they're not necessarily like bad people, um, but yeah. they're maybe getting pushed out. So it's, I mean, yeah, you could, you look at chimps and it's hard to, I feel like it's probably hard to imagine whether, yeah, these, these are evil chimps, quote unquote, that are getting ousted. Or if it's just like, oh, you're, this is not, you, you don't work with, with our dynamic, you know, it's you, it, it, I just feel like it's, it has to be such a complex thing that it seems oh, absolutely yeah. yeah crazy to even try and, yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, yeah. 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 Do you have any other any other things you want to bring up, Kai? I think we kind of covered it. I I I guess I just want to reiterate that I'm really scared of them. Um <laughs> and and that I also really like them and I would love the ability to see one in person one day. I don't think I've even, I I have. Um yeah. I I haven't seen them in zoos, which is probably good, but I I would I also, I, yeah, I really want to see a chimp, but I, I, I think they do hold my number one most scared of to die animal attacks. I, I would, there is not a single animal that I can imagine that I would prefer to be in a life or death situation yeah. with. Maybe I think I, that, I, I think I'd be, I think I'd more scared of dying by a shark, but only because of the I mean, it would be in the water. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's similar, but colossal squid. Um, mm. like just like just because the fear that I would feel is like a as a tendril wraps around my legs and pulls me into the depths. Like you know, technically that's a more graceful death because like you know, drowning's fine and like whatever. But 
Drowning's not fine. Drowning's like the worst way to die. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's, That's one of the absolute worst ways. You can't I breathe. Enjoy it. Personally, I would not enjoy drowning. Your lungs filling with water. You have to hold your breath, and you have to. You can't. You have to hold your breath until you decide to make yourself breathe water and die. I think that you probably though like. I I've, I think it's probably all right. I, I I think like being burned to death is probably worse. Um. Okay. Well, th- this is we're getting off off topic. I I don't. I, I don't I'm just saying drowning happens more quickly than being consumed by a colossal squid, I think. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know how much... If you're getting dragged by a colossal squid down, I think that there's a lot of uh, capacity that your brain... That you're just... It's going to be too much, and you're just going to be... Um, and I think like, you know, there's pressure change. Who knows? I think, I think shit's weird enough with that, that like, I think your brain just shuts off. I think with a chimp, you're probably unfortunately able to process a lot more of that. Yeah. Chimp is definitely worse. If you, um, yeah. I I, I mean, one thing that chimps have going for them is they, they can't swim. So they're not going to drown you unless they like hold your head underwater or something. (laughs) So, but drowning's not the worst. You know, I think we've already, we've, we've pretty much all decided and agreed that drowning's all right. I feel like I've always heard and, and understood that it's one of the worst ways to die. (laughs) I I literally think I've heard the opposite, but maybe that's dying of cold is one of like the more okay ones. Oh is, yeah, because that's that's when you look you look around and you see a Christmas dinner or something. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm, oh, I should just go to sleep. Oh, I'm so warm. That's what I just, I, I just googled is drowning the worst. <laughs> um, let's see. Have you guys heard of aquatic ape theory? No, I have actually. I had a I had a biology professor who was very much uh, like. A proponent of it and an anthropology professor who was like very mad at them for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just i don't know that much about it i just love the name of it i think it's such a good uh a good name for something <laughs> aquatic ape theory that and and killer ape theory do you know killer ape theory uh i'm not sure if i'm familiar with that one specifically killer ape theory is that uh war was what war and like fighting was what caused humans to evolve interesting yeah i think there's, it's a, there's I think so it's a, many everyone always got, got a theory everyone's yeah. always trying to do something my favorite theory. is like oh humans found out how to smoke weed and eat mushrooms and that like expanded their mind you know man yeah yeah <laughs> totally yeah man uh well i guess so to to close it out my my question is what is the crazy when working with chimps what is the crazy, like the craziest story you have? What's the craziest thing that happened if you didn't already tell it? Um, oh, geez. Yeah. So I'd say it's probably a tie between two for like different reasons. Uh, one was I was, uh, w- when you're like the entry level, like chimp enclosure cleaner, they just send you in there with like a hose, like a bucket and like a scrub brush basically. And, you're tasked with like scrubbing the chimpanzee shit and piss off of this enclosure um, and like hose it down afterwards after you've soaked it all up. Um, But the chimps on the other side of the grate are like watching you do it and they become familiar with you. And one time uh, one of the chimps came up to me and like puckered her lips and like held them out because you know how they have those weird like prehensile lips that they manipulate with. Uh, She like held them out and I realized, Oh, I've seen a, 
a senior caretaker uh, sort of uh, give water to chimps by just waterfalling it from the hose. And so I tried doing that and I did it and she was fine. She went away and immediately like one of the senior caretakers came in and said, okay, please do not do that again. Uh, They can recognize the interns by the color of their shirt. Uh, And we've had incidents where they lure interns into doing that. And then they snatch the hose and start spraying the shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Because like they've they've figured out how to like press the little button that turns on the water. So it gives them a power trip too. And they start spraying the other chimps. (laughs) Yeah, they know they can tell by the clothes you're wearing that like you're you're likely nope. to be like, whoa, what's, what's this? Dude, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say that that's, first of all, that's an amazing story. And second of all, that's like, that's just classic. That's just good fun. I, I gotta say that like, <laughs> that, that's like, I, they're clearly doing a joke with that. And it's a joke that yeah. I understand. And I yeah. also think is a funny joke, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do laugh, <laughs> by the way. Chimps have, they do have like a laugh. It's different than ours, but. Yeah, you know, it's fun to have a laugh every now and then. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it just, is it like. Uh, <laughs> actually, it, yeah, it's exactly like that. I'm not even going to lie to you. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was um, imagining it was, too. My other story that people always freak out when I tell them, but I, I'm convinced that it's mostly like innocent. Um, we do this thing for enrichment because we'd cycle like what enrichment they had for each day of the week. Uh, I think like two Wednesdays of the month, we'd wheel out like a CRT TV on a cart, like what you do in old classrooms and play a movie uh, for them. Like just put the TV in front of them and play it in front of their enclosure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a whole bunch of monkey themed movies, like uh, the the monkey, the spy mate one that you, I think you mentioned earlier. Uh, but they didn't always show that much interest in it, except Planet of the Apes. They fucking loved to watch Planet of the Apes <laughs> so much. Like they wrapped attention the Whoa. whole time. That's <laughs> incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> My theory is that like, oh, they see a bunch of chimpanzees on the screen. They say, that's me. I like that. Um, but other people are like, dude, they're learning. They're going to fucking, they're yeah, going to freak yeah, out yeah. and break your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that I was is great. That they do have a, a they have a sense of, of like, you know, they pass the mirror test. They, and like, you know, what that means varies, but like, they do understand that, like, the thing that is them is occupying the body that they think it is. Like, they, they have a sense yeah. of I, and like, to the extent, the extent of what that is to them is, is unknown, but like, I, I'm sure if they see chimps on there, they're, they're able to go, that's me, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Wow. Uh, well, They're, I think that, yeah, I think unless we have any final remarks, that probably about wraps it up. Um, I think that does pretty much wrap it up. Any any yeah. other final remarks, Austin? Um, I have, like, some other, like, I, I have, like, one other chimp attack that no one really knows about that I could. Okay. I could, yeah, I, throw could, it I don't out. know. You could, you can, I can throw this out there. You can uh, use it or not. But uh, there was this Japanese uh, reality TV show. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but. It was starring a chimpanzee named Pankun, and uh, basically the idea was that uh, – oh, okay. The, the show was called Unbelievable Animals, and the idea was that it was this chimpanzee who had a pet bulldog who was his friend, and he'd go around doing like normal Wait, human stuff. Wait, I've definitely stuff. seen clips from this show. 
Yeah, so (laughs) the idea was that, like, oh, it's funny because the chimp is, like, riding the bullet train. That's funny as hell. Um, Yeah. And so (laughs) the way this ended up was they had to cancel the show because uh, Pankun attacked a student trainee, and she had to be, like, helicopter lifted to the hospital uh, and hospitalized for weeks because apparently it wasn't, like, Ch- quite Charlotte Nash territory, but like big, huge gashes all over her. Yeah, stuff. Jesus. But yeah, no, the, don't don't. If you're look, if you're an aspiring showrunner and you're thinking <laughs> I could make the chimps work this time, you can't make the chimps work this time. <laughs> it won't work. Yeah, and if you if you do, it's only because if you had made one more episode, you would have died. <laughs> you yeah. cut it off at just the right time. If you if you <laughs> yeah. if you figured it out, if you thought you figured it out. Don't get greedy because <laughs> they'll come for you. <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah get it'll you. happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been yeah. great. Um, yeah, you no problem. Go, you have, a, you have a, a podcast too, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, I have this podcast called Gorilla Radio Show. I, I do it with my two friends from college. Basically, we're on like episode 42. Um, we have a Patreon too, you know, uh, but uh yeah, tell, one, uh, tell one everyone the, like, the links and where they can find it. I'll yeah, put it in okay, the description, so, too. Um, you can find us on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever, uh, just under Gorilla Radio Show. Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Gorilla Radio Show. Any tier you subscribe, you get to join the Discord, which Nat in our Discord is a big fan of Monster Crazy, so <laughs> shout out shout out Nat. Um, and... Um, Oh yeah, we're also on Twitter uh, at gorilla underscore underscore radio. The gorilla underscore radio was taken. So <laughs> they take every good thing. Yeah. They take every good thing away from us in this world. <laughs> um, yeah, so everybody should go check that out, especially if you are a a chimp or gorilla or monkey or ape or any fan of that nature. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks again. This is great. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Austin. thanks for having me on. It was evening, and Mike had eaten well. As the last lurid rays of the sinking sun penetrated the forest canopy, he held up the head of his victim, a juvenile baboon, and began to groom the fur. It was a gruesome sight, for one eye socket was empty, and from the other the eye dangled on its optic nerve. Wow, what an insane episode. I learned so much, and had such a great time talking with you guys. For example, I learned that a chimpanzee is a type of ape, whereas a monkey is a type of monkey. I learned that the new world apes and the old world, mo- the new world monkeys and the old world monkeys, that that's, that's outdated terminology, even though it's uh-huh. more easy to remember. And I learned that bananas are so good. Mm-hmm. And I learned that Xanax is so good. You know what I just realized right now? I ate a, I ate a banana bar during that episode i didn't even put it together but you know, th- i guess this, this chimp brain was infecting me this morning i guess I, I i went to get coffee with my with my girlfriend and i got a, a banana flavored uh coffee which is true it's and taking I, I, over the world yeah i've just been i got i had monkey mind y'all banana is taking over <laughs> <laughs> and why shouldn't it yeah but uh thank you for listening and thank you to austin for for doing mm-hmm. this with us and um, catch you on the next episode, which should be out in the next few weeks. And it will be about ghosts. Um, and then after that, there's only one left. So 
keep your ears peeled and your eyes peeled and the corners of your eyes. Keep your head on a swivel because you never know what might be coming up behind or to the side of you. Yeah, or on a screen or something, or like on a, in a mirror. Um, yeah. Also, for for uh, I don't know how many of you actually are, are planning on reading something, but last time I, I read In the Shadow of Man by Jane Goodall in preparation of the Chimps episode, um, I said it was 60 pages. I was lying. It was a full full book length. Um, but this time I'm going to reread uh, The Turn of the Screw. Yeah, that was going to be my recommendation, um, too. I would say The Turn of the Screw is probably my book club wreck by Henry mm-hmm. James. And in terms of a movie club wreck, I'm going to have to throw out, uh, I'm sure that we'll talk about Pulse by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, uh, which if, have, if you haven't seen that, Kai, you should watch that for sure. I think I that is the number one scariest scene in any movie ever, and it's a ghost. Um, wow, so that will definitely, cool. if you want to experience that along with us, throw that DVD in. They sell it at the dollar store. That's where I got mine. It's a scary-ass movie. Cool. Um but yeah, you know, join the Discord. Uh, the Discord will keep going after the show is over, I'm sure. There's always active, fun monster discussion in there. So if you want to be part of a monster community, that is the place to go. I think there's a link on Twitter. And if not, you can DM the Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yep. Adios. Now I'm the king of the swingers. Oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop. And that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub, and stroll right into town, and be just like the other men, I'm tired of walking around, oh, I want to be like you, I want to walk like you, talk like you, you'll see it's true, and they like me, can't learn to be human too. Secret man cub, come on, clue me what to do. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can be like you.
Two episodes remain.